Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I'm going to do a disclaimer here right at the start of the show, right from the get-go. I am in my home studio right now talking with you guys, all cuddled up and happy as a bug in a rug, but I have a house full of people right now, including three children and two dogs. So at some point during the show, you may hear a squeal, you may hear a dog bark, you could hear any number of things. Okay, so just be forewarned. If you hear it, just ignore it and keep going. And I'll apologize in advance, but it was either that or put on a um, workshop for you guys to listen to tonight and not do the show. And I just didn't want to do that. And you guys, you know, you laugh when I, I, you know, it just sounds silly when I always say, you know, we don't always do it pretty, but we always do it. This isn't about being all elitist and perfect and all that that stuff. It's, it's about spending time together and having fun. And so we don't always do it pretty, but we always do it. So those may be some challenges we face tonight. If it happens, I apologize in advance, um, but just wanted you to be forewarned so it didn't throw you off base or catch you off guard. You know, it, it's really funny. It's the beginning of a new year. We just had uh, a new president sworn in. Uh, it's just been a really crazy time, especially, you know, the last year, you know, was just kind of like everything coming to a head. It was just crazy. And I kept seeing these. I didn't watch the inauguration because I was uh, busy with something else, but I kept seeing posts from people saying, Lady Gaga made me cry, you know, and, and really just talking all about her singing the national anthem, right? And it's not that I don't like Lady Gaga. It's just that I don't like Lady Gaga. Okay, I don't ha- I I don't have any great dislike for her, but she's just you know she has some cool songs, but you know just not somebody I'm really you know I don't have her poster in my bedroom and I you know all that stuff. I like some of her outfits, so I have to say that. Um, so I kept thinking, you know, what the you know what, and so I went and listened to it, and I I need to to I need to share this with you first. And it has nothing to do with who is in office as president. It had to do with how our country behaved towards each other for the last four years. And, you know, there's several times, and I told this to several different people, it was really sad that I would be driving down the street somewhere or something, and I would see the American flag and I would just get this horrible gut-wrenching, I mean, just this this seriously physical reaction to seeing the American flag that just brought such sadness and despair to me. And again, it had nothing to do with the president. It had to do with how we, as citizens of this country, treated each other and how fast it was for us to turn venomously on each other. Reminded me of that lady who did that experiment where she sat in a chair and anybody could do anything they wanted to her for 24 hours and how it started out funny, but but till by the end, you know, there were there were really bad things happening to this woman. And it was just to prove human nature. And it really made me sad. 
seeing how we behaved to each other. I don't care what in the heck you believe. You know, I don't care what you do in your backyard. You know, when I come to your backyard, then I'm a student of that. You know, you don't have to bring it in my yard. I don't have to bring my crap in your yard. But you're you're free to think, do whatever you want. And, and the differences, the different thinkings, you know, he said, she said, and our truth lies in the middle. It's that middle ground where we find what works. And we shamefully did not behave that way these last four years. And so here I was, I was seeing all this stuff to bring it all back around and bring it home. I would sing all this stuff about Lady Gaga singing in a song. And I thought, you know, well, yeah, how she's she's talented, but how good could it be really be, you know, bring you to tears, really? And then I went on YouTube and watched it. And for me, by the end of it, I was in tears. I will tell you that admittedly, literally, truthfully, I was crying. Because the way she sang this, if you, you know, if you watch it visually, even in her body language and her expressions, but you listen to her perform this song, and it was like a cleansing. It was like a healing. It was like one of those things that happens where everybody in the room shuts up for a moment and are focused on the same thing. And that was a feeling I had inside. It was such a physical relief. And it was almost like reclaiming the flag. And all that dread that our flag brought me before just went away. And it made me start thinking about the speakeasy poets. How in the 14 years of us being on the air, we have never once, ever, had a situation like that. Do you do you guys understand how phenomenal that is? There has never once been an ill exchange on the air, in the chat room, well, except for when trolls come in and they're not our community, so that doesn't count, but you know what I mean. Not once. And I thought, how proud I am of us. How proud I am of you guys for the community that you have built here. And I am so thankful for that. But I wanted to, and, and you know, what's really cool about that, too, is we have every different walk of poet in the world on this show. We have every different type of opinion on this show, political differences, everything, religious, all that. And everybody comes and shares, and nobody attacked each other, ever. We should have our own flag and be our own country. I'm telling you, you guys. I'm so proud of you. And I thought, you know, what an example you guys would be to the rest of the world. But in light of all of us being here together, in light of all of us getting along like we do, I wanted to play the song. I wanted to play her singing that at the beginning of the show. Um, Just because I think it is a really good way to ground us, to bring peace, to share that, that feeling starting into this new year. You know, I know that we're an international show, and that, you know, there's people from all over the world that call in and read and share, you know, we're not just here on in the States. But the whole world's had their eyes on us. So I wanted to share this just because it was so an emotional, such an emotional thing. But I want you to listen to her voice as she sings this. I want you to see how the emotion she uses in this song totally takes you back 
to what we should be feeling about our country, the struggles we've been through together as a country, not divided. So I just wanted to share this with you. I really love the way that she performed it. If you haven't heard it, you're in for a treat. If you have heard it, you are in for a treat anyway. So before we do anything else, I'm going to play this song. Okay. This is Lady Gaga performing the National Anthem. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful performance, and I have to tell you that this absolutely changed the way I looked at Lady Gaga. I had no clue she could sing like that. You know, that is not her normal style, and I was so amazingly impressed with her voice. I can't even tell you. But I don't want to share that with you. I wanted to... I wanted you to feel the emotion in it. And I just thought it was a good idea, so I did it. <laughs> it's good being the boss. <laughs> all right, so we have some things to go over before we get started. First of all, if you would like to call in on the show tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, shoot me a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla. N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together. They can be pre-recorded, or we can do them live or a combination of both. Your workshop can be anywhere from uh, 30 minutes up to three hours, depending on how much time you need. And you don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do this. Just pick something that you'd like to talk about or do, and shoot me a message, and we'll get that set up. I want to take a moment real quick and thank our sponsors for our 2020 broadcasting year, those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped us cover our broadcasting license. They were for 2020, Debbie Kelly, 
Eric Sheldman, Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick and Sean Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colm Kennedy-Hume. I want to thank all of you guys so much for helping keep us on the air in 2020. You know, really giving us an outlet during a pretty rough year where we could all gather together. We will be starting up our fundraiser for the 2021 broadcasting license. That'll be uh, coming out towards the a little closer towards the end of January. So watch for that if you're interested in helping to sponsor the show. Shoot me a message. Alrighty, and we can uh, we can get things going from there. But thank all of you. Thank you. Thank you, you guys, on behalf of the entire community for sponsoring our broadcasting license for the year. All right. Next thing, we are going to do Inspiration from the Inkwell. And because I played that track, I'm not going to go through all of our writing assignments. In fact, all I'm going to give you this week really is prompts and kind of talk about some of our goals for the, the new year. So grab your notebooks and number your paper one through eight. These are going to be your poetry prompts for the week. Prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. And with that said, the, it, the, uh, the prompt can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem, or the title of your poem, it's all up to you. All right, but it is indeed meant to grow into a poem. Beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with it is up to you. So number your paper one through eight. You ready? Number one, spirit rebellious. Spirit rebellious. Number two, old men sitting on benches. Old men sitting on benches. Number three, when we hunt. When we hunt. Number four, final flashback. Final flashback. Number five, extinct breed. Extinct breed. Number six, we greet each other in silence. We greet each other in silence. Number seven, the legend of our days. The legend of our days. And number eight, barefoot beggars no more than I. Barefoot beggars no more than I. So those are your prompts for the week. These will be posted on my page later this week, and I'll be adding two more. So if you want the... uh, There will be ten of them, so if you want the the secret last two, you'll have to go over to my page and and look for those. But I will be posting these, so if you didn't get them written down, that's okay. You can check out on my page later, or you can come back and listen to the archive, first 15 minutes of the show in the archive, um, and these will be in here. You can just write them down then. All right, and remember, you can mix these up. You can use, like, like one, line one, four, six, and eight and make a poem using those lines, or you can write a poem to each one of them and write eight different poems, ten if you go to my page. Or you can just mix them up. You can do it however you want. If you want to be real froggy, use all eight to ten lines in the same poem. That will be fun. And remember, your pick-a-part-a-prompt mentality before you start writing to these. Now, being that we're, we're in the first month of the year, if any of you have writing goals that you're working on, 
you know, and you want to talk about those or share those with us, or I may ask you about those. But I really want to know what they are. Okay? When you speak them, it makes them real. It's one thing to say them in your head, but when you throw these goals out into the universe, all of a sudden they become real. They become tangible. You are accountable to them. So let's talk about some of the things that you want to do this year. Also, I want to have questions that I can help you with. So I want you to ask me questions that I can help you with about anything, about poetry forms or questions on editing or publishing or do having a book cover designed, you know, how finding inspiration, whatever. And I want you guys to, I'm going to start posting a thing on my page, and I want you guys to start emailing these to me. Okay, and and once a week I'm going to choose a question from the community and doing whatever I can to help answer that question for you. So, you know, we may get five, six questions, maybe get 100 questions, I don't know, but I'll go through them every week and I'll pick out one of the questions and we are going to cover that at the beginning of the show. And that's going to kind of take place of some of the other stuff we've been doing. I'm revamping for uh, 2021 our uh, inspiration for the Inkwell segment. So that's one of the things we're going to be doing. So think about things you have questions. I get a lot of questions all the time on publishing or on recording, that type of thing. So it doesn't matter what it is. If you have a question, just send me the question and I'll pick one of them and we are going to cover it at the beginning of the show. You can either message me on Facebook or you can email me at Nyla Tay, N-Y-L-A-T-A-Y, Nyla Tay at mail, not gmail, at mail.com, Nyla Tay at mail. Dot com, And I will choose one, a new one every week, and it will be fun. So we'll see how that goes. I want you to remember that this year we're focusing on reading, reading, reading. So be prepared. At any time, I could ask you what you're reading. All right? So, you know, you hear me say this again all the time. You hear it in and over and over. But if you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Otherwise, you end up writing the same thing over and over and over again in a hundred different ways. And you become frustrated and you quit writing. You have to always have input, something that's going to push your brain. You're going to be reading a poem and something in that poem is going to make you think of something and it's going to hit you in just the right way and you're going to go off and write a poem because it inspired you. That's the way it works. The more you feed the more you have, the more you grow. So reading, reading, reading. And like I said, I'm going to be randomly asking people what they're reading, so be prepared you know, with, with, to be able to tell me whatever book you're reading and, and telling us a little bit about it or whatever. And if nothing else, you better have a very creative lie. Like I am reading the blah, 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 but I'm doing it while I'm sitting zen, balancing a fishbowl on my foot as I stand on my head and read the poems projected onto the wall to the background of the Aurora Borealis. So if you can't tell me what book you're reading, you have to come up with a very creative lie. (laughs) Remember this year we're talking about writing one new poetry form every month, meaning that you're going to learn 12 new poetry forms this year. I don't care if you do them all in December. That's why I'm not saying just one a month. You're going to do 12 of them in the year. Learn 12 new poetry forms. 
All right, and you don't have to, you know, even if it's not your thing, you want to have a general concept. You have to have an understanding of your craft. You know, even if you are a street poet, you know, or you are a spoken word performance poet, you know, and you don't you write free verse, you don't write in forms. You're going to be standing there in a poetry event someday, and somebody's going to start talking about a sestina. They're going to start talking about a sonnet. All right, and you're going to be and and you're going to feel so lost in that conversation because you don't know what a sonnet is. So you don't have to like writing every poetry form. You just have to learn twelve new ones. Know about your craft. Have a working knowledge about your craft. Understand. Learn, teach yourself, step out of your comfort zones. This is a big one. All right. And the next one that I just think this is some, we did this last year. It was our goal for the year, but I'm never going to stop telling you this, this one. This is an ongoing for everything. Every single day, I want you to write a haiku. You should always, always have a little notebook in your pocket or something to write on with you at all times. And as you're walking through the day, there's got to be something you find that's worth 17 syllables. You know, and, and whatever it is, jot it down. I don't care if you don't have time to write the actual haiku. If it's only 15 syllables and you have to go back later and add two more, that's fine. Or you can look up the different forms of haiku poetry, and some of them only have seven words. Did you know that? There are so many different types of haiku. The 575, that's American haiku. So you maybe those can be maybe you could learn just twelve different forms of haiku poetry this year. And so it doesn't matter how many syllables, just write, go through your day and find something worth seventeen syllables and jot it down. One of the most important things that this does, actually the two most important things that this does, is it makes you pay attention to your inner voice. You have to run around and do all this adulting crap all day long. Look how much time you dedicate to that. And every once in a while, your little muse will pop into your head and say something to you, and for a second, the whole world changes. So you can either take two seconds and stop and write that thought down, or just keep going like you didn't hear it. And you know what that does? That pisses off your muse when you ignore it. It's like, wow. Really, dude, you're just going to ignore that I said something to you and just keep going, fine. Fine, I'm just gonna, I'm not talking to you for a while. And then you'll panic and think you have writer's block. You don't have writer's block. At worst, you have a pissed off muse because you don't stop long enough to listen to yourself. So every single day, write down that, write down whatever those little, little thoughts were that come into your head. The other thing that this brings is a writer's discipline. One of the biggest things we do as a writer is find ourselves in quicksand. It's like, oh, my God, I didn't write a poem today. Oh, my God, I haven't written a poem. I'm a, oh, my God, I haven't written a poem in six years. <laughs> okay? And then you think, oh, my gosh, it's because I have writer's block. No, you don't. You have to gather the mentality that every single time you sit down to write, you have to write a poem. The key to not having writer's block, the reason it doesn't exist, is because the only thing that's required is to write. If you do that one thing every single day, write something, that quicksand will never 
it, it will never give way under your feet. And doing the haiku every day gives you that discipline, something fun. I mean, it's fun. Think about it. Get to run around the day, find something cool to, to write down so you've got it down. So those are the two things that it really helps with and why this one is really so important and why we're keeping it going. All right, so that is it for tonight on your inspiration from the inkwell. I wanted to keep that part short. We'll never never get to our callers. <laughs> the next thing I'm going to do, guys, is I am going to play an audio track. If you have something of yours recorded and would like to have us play it on the air, you can email those tracks to me at the, T-H-E, the, the, the speakeasycafe at gmail.com, the speakeasycafe at gmail.com. Put MP3 audio tracks, something along those lines, in the subject line for me, and we will get those uploaded to the show's library, and we will play them on the air. It will be awesome. So the track that I picked out, appropriately enough, I am going to play, um, and I don't know if all of you have heard this, but this is Amanda Gorman. And what is awesome and cool about Amanda Gorman is that she is our first what was it youth um, I don't remember, our first national poet laureate or it was either the first national youth poet laureate but I think it was one of those two anyway uh, Amanda Gorman and she read a poem at the inauguration and did a spoken word poem and I thought what a great representation of us as poets. You know what a long, amazing legacy poets have in politics, in history. You know, and I thought, how amazingly appropriate is that? And I listened to her, and I thought it was so appropriate and so beautiful. And I just, you know, she she was flawless in her conviction and her passion in reading this. And so that's the poem. That's the spoken word poem we're going to start the show out with tonight. It's Amanda Gorman and the poem she read at the inauguration. Here we go. Please let me introduce Amanda Gorman, uh, our nation's first ever National Poet Laureate. Mr. President, Dr. Biden, Madam Vice President, Mr. Emhoff, Americans, and the world. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace in the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president 
only to find herself reciting for one. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge our union with purpose to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gaze not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true. That even as we grieved, we grew. That even as we hurt, we hoped. That even as we tired, we tried. That we'll forever be tied together, victorious. Not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That is the promise to Glade, the hill we climb, if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it would destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy. And this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. In this truth, in this faith we trust, for while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. This is the era of just redemption. We feared it at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So, while once we ask, How could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert. How could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be, a country that is bruised but whole, benevolent but bold, fierce and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens. But one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. So let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with every breath from my bronze-pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the west. We will rise from the wind-swept northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked south. We will rebuild 
reconcile and recover in every known nook of our nation, in every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it. For there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. Wow. An amazing performance by 22-year-old Amanda Gorman, the poem, the spoken word piece performed at the inauguration. So really tickled to share that. I thought she did a great job. So, guys... If you would like to call in and read tonight, the number 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's real important that your name is attached to your work and that people know who is reading. Right now, let me take a look at the phone lines. Right now, you can do two normal length poems, um, not too long, like between short and medium length poems. If the lines get any busier than what they are right now, we may need to kick that back to just one, uh, but we'll we'll leave it at the, the two for now. When you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. You want to make sure that people can come over and find you and share some love. And then remember, please, that we do have mature ratings. No adult adult porn poems. Okay? Other than that, you're good to go. I'm going to go ahead and before we get to the callers, I want to let area codes uh, 503-757-201-727 and 765, know that you are not in the lineup. If you guys would like to come on in the air and read with me tonight, you need to press 1 on your phone, and that will put you, that will just, you know, alert me that you want to be unmuted. So once again, those numbers are 503-757, another 503-210, and 765. You guys are not in the lineup. So if you're here just listening, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Otherwise, have fun listening. You can press 1 anytime you want if you'd like to come on. And now we have 503-757-210 and 765. You four are not in the lineup. So enjoy listening to the show. If you change your mind and want to come on, remember, press 1 at any time, and that will alert me to unmute you. All right. With that said, our first three callers tonight are first caller, 731, second caller, 419, and our third caller will be 216. All right, let's go ahead and grab Michael. 731, you are on the air. Hi, this is Michael Knight calling from West Tennessee. Hey, Michael, how are you, honey? I am the most disorganized person this week. I mean... (laughs) I mean, seriously, I've got dementia coming on fast. Took me three tries to find the microwave last night. That wouldn't be so bad <laughs> if it was in three different rooms. Oh, that's funny. 
I'm right there with you. I'm just waiting for someone to jump on and say, it's because Mercury's in retrograde and blah, 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 whatever it is. Something's going on because it's been the same way for me this week. It's like, I seriously, it was one of the first times ever that I almost threw my hands up in the air and said, I can't do a show tonight. I just can't. There's two. And then I thought, that's exactly why I'm doing this show. So I've got myself barricaded. I mean, literally barricaded and, and the dog sitting outside the door to ward off anyone coming near me because there's nowhere I want to be right now but here. So, yeah, crazy week. But I'm glad that your crazy week has allowed you to be here with us. I got a, a pullover fleece deal for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I finally wore it this week for the first time because I have to wash things before I wear them. And and I'm, I wear it for like two or three hours and I realize, hey, it's got pockets. Zippers. So I did the zippers a little bit. And I put my hands in the pockets, and it was a pouch pocket, not normal pockets, okay? So at some point in the proceedings, one of my hands touched the other, and it totally freaked me out. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I knew his hand was in there. <laughs> just, for, just for a little bit, it just, you know, it unnerved me. It did. It did. <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible to admit. And, uh, Finally, last night, I was I sat down on the couch and there was a music room. I twirled off, set a little nightlight back there, and, and I got attacked by birds. I mean, it was the craziest thing in the world. What it was was there's a stack of 45 RPM records, and on top of that, a stack of, of pages of poetry and stuff that over the years I'd read one at work, take it home, I'd stick it up there, and they all fell on me. So... Uh, <laughs> When it was all said and done, I realized it wasn't birds or bats or whatever. I looked in the floor, and there was one sitting on top of all the others, and it was a poem and a picture of you. So it was you that conjured up all this on me. <laughs> nah. You and your black dress in Washington or Baltimore or wherever you went. So, so there. So, sorry, not sorry? I guess. <laughs> I just want to make sure you, you think of me once in a while. I think of you all the time. I sent I sent you a recording of a poem I did this week cause that uh, my friend Kelly Russell Agden, she knew this fellow, he passed away, a guy named Marvin Bell. Did you listen to what I sent you? Where did you send it? I sent it on your Facebook messengers where I make recordings. I can I get a free minute. To make you recordings. Send, I see it on there. I see it. I have not listened to it yet. It's not even opened yet. Well, I'll I'll read it real quick. It's it's really nice. Uh, it's had a lot of effect on people. This guy was really a, a champion, and I think that I think that Kelly took a class of his. And and anyway, he he died recently, and uh, so I so I read his poem to to my to my wife Teresa, and she she was really moved by it, which just made me so happy because she hates my poetry. <laughs> But that she's like, whoa, and I've, it's had this effect. So, so I figured I'd just read it for the audience. And it's a poem that's written by Marvin Bell, and it's called "To Dorothy." You are not beautiful exactly. You are beautiful inexactly. You let a weed grow by the mulberry, and a mulberry grow by the house so close. In the personal quiet of a windy night, it brushes the wall and sweeps away the day till we sleep. 
A child said it, and it seemed true. Things that are lost are all equal, but it is true. If I lost you, the air wouldn't move, nor the tree grow. Someone would pull the weed, my flower. The quiet wouldn't be yours. If I lost you, I'd have to ask the grass to let me sleep. In poem. Wow. That was incredible. I know. Dude struck a romantic nerve. Wish I could do that. Maybe you should give me lessons on how to write romantic poetry. <laughs> you know, you and I have never written a cloud together. We what? Well, the ones that we do for the thing don't count. For the round table. Okay. Great. Let's write a sonnet together. It won't take more than 15 minutes. Let's do it. Oh, crap. You brought it up? I did. You did? I did. I did that, didn't I? I guess. Here, let me see if I can find something close to a love poem. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is about as close as I have. You remember a poem I wrote years ago called Three Wally Peppers? No. Ah, great. You like it's new to you. I'm right. old. Everything's new to me. I'm the one admitting to dementia. So there. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This is from 2014. Three Wally Peppers by Michael Todd. Sitting in a sports bar with fellow weekend warriors from a long time ago, reliving past glories and such, anniversary of winning the industrial softball wars, we hoisted the trophy with the ball, each cut a stitch. Closing with a toast, a somber moment to mar the event, by this time, our terrific ten had been reduced to nine. For all it's worth, for us, this night is time well spent. A weeknight on a work week, designated driver duty was mine. As we stood to depart, bestowing a series of long goodbyes, a young girl approached, handing out coupons to all the team. With a passing glance, I saw no weekend specials on the flyers. I suppose on the surface, not everything is as it seems. Free Wally Peppers was displayed in bold type of the header. Intent of the document was to invite, or should I say compel. All the others took a pass. I took an interest in the matter, telling the girl I'd be there, she nodding in her approval. On the date assigned as scheduled, I made a token appearance. My curiosity matched theirs toward me, new kid on the block. Seems the court system had failed, requiring their interference over an unfortunate situation involving a corpse and a Glock. You would have thought these folks were out to free a royal whose stated objective was to free country, flag, and crime. Enthusiasm was high, delusion running rampant, one and all. When anyone tried to make eye contact, 
I just looked down. When the meeting closed, I left with the girl who I came for, feeling like a fox in a hen house, an unlikely plot twist. We found ourselves in each other's company at a late-night diner. She asked if I wanted to know more about him, and I said, I insist. She gave me an overview of a guy in the wrong place, wrong time, high on drugs, slipped by a stranger, a victim of circumstance. An accidental shooting occurred in the act of a petty crime. Had he known the gun was loaded, he'd never have taken a chance. The more I heard, the more I had to cringe, as she made mention, as to my feelings on the matter, but I had no response to give. When she told me the guy was up for parole for what he'd done, I just nodded, wondering why I was there, questioning my motive. We ended up at her place that night, not a word of him spoken. Driving home that night, I wondered what I'd gotten myself into. As we became an item, my apprehensions faded of a trust broken. When you fall for a certain someone, who thinks things through? Months later, all was roses and red wine, a chance worth taking, had blossomed into the best romance I could ever hope for. She dropped a bomb on me. A welcome home party was in the making. Due to prison overcrowding, her boy was about to walk out the door. I spent the next several days looking for reasons to leave her. She was so happy with the impending release, she did not notice. I bit the bullet, went to the gathering, then I saw him enter. I can't put into words what I felt as he hugged our accomplice. She backed away, proudly turned so that she could introduce me. To say he and I shared a moment would be a major understatement. I bet I was the last person in this world he expected to see. The best day of his life was not turning out to be this event. When she went to mingle in the mixer, I thought he'd duck and run, but he surprised me, standing his ground, looking me in the eye. I spent the first year living in fear of you, second to none. Something happened to turn my life around. I can't explain why. From that day on, I've just given thanks that chamber was empty. Your life was spared. I know you hate me now, but I do not. I still live with seeing your face. Never a day it leaves me. I know you've never forgiven me rightfully, nor have you forgot. After hearing him out, I said not a word, excused myself, and left. Thinking on that night after the game when we stopped by for a six, my teammate, work partner, who died that night in a failed theft at the hand of the man I'd just seen for the first time since. Wally Pepper's first shot found flesh in a moment of surprise when we walked in on a convenience store robbery, our bad luck. Second pull of the trigger went click as I looked in his eyes. I took him down that night in a blind rage. Each blow struck, but me feeling he was closer to end up laying still in chalk my attention diverted by the parting words of a dying friend. I told him to hang on. Help was on the way. He tried not to talk. When the ambulance arrived, there was no life left to attend. After years of guilt and remorse, therapy could not prepare me for what went down or what did not in that meeting place. Or maybe it did. I just chose to take his remorse as sincere. But try though I'm lying, I could not conjure up his face. That night, she and I shared a quiet moment, laying on her bed. I thought in detail about life and death and fault and fate. If he had told her who I was, I don't know. She never said. I knew then what led me to her could never be tied to hate. <laughs> 
informed. Wow. That was incredible, Michael. That was such an emotional roller coaster listening to you read that. And I love the message in it. Well, cool. Glad you liked it. I did very, very, very much so. You know, it's really funny. There's one line you read in there. It was something like, um, things on the surface are not what they seem or are never what they seem. Right. And I was holding, while I was listening to you read, I have this rock on my desk, and it's like this ugly, this chunk of ugly gray basalt-looking rock, right? And I was the way I was holding it in my hand, all I could see was the, the gray part of the rock. But when you turn it over, it's the most beautiful, amazing chunk of amethyst crystals. It's just a little piece that I play with. And uh, so when you read that line, it was it was just it was kind of profound that I was sitting there looking at the, the basalt ugly side of it but on the inside it was this beautiful array of crystals. And it kind of made that that line come alive. <laughs> now I now I need to send you this piece of amethyst. Well, that's great. Yeah, all right. Cuz who wouldn't want that? <laughs> I love the poem. And that is definitely a love poem. Do you know why that is such a powerful love poem? Why? Because can, anyone can talk about, you know, you make me happy and you touch all my wiggly bits in just the right way and life is beautiful and and romantic and you know pitter patter flutter hearts and all that crap but your yours talks about the absolute challenges you know the very real and emotional challenges that that you face in a relationship you know, and 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 in the, in the end, it was a choice. It was a choice to be happy or not. You know, and and you and they stayed. You know, and that's what love is really is. Love is like our great grandparents had. You never got divorced back in those days, and if you did, it was a horrible scandal. It was just not done. If you said I do, you did. Period. If you say I do, you did. And to me, that poem talked about that kind of love. You know, where you realize that everything on the outside does not influence, cannot come into or touch that connection with you and that other person. And to me, that is what real love is. And so I really liked your poem. When I say I really, really liked it, I really, really liked it. Thank you. You are very welcome. All right, Annie. Tell, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't say anything. Oh, I said okay. All right. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, you can find me on my blogspot page at mikestodd.blogspot.com. It's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D, and that poem is actually on that on that. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for starting the show out so amazingly. Thanks for having me. Y'all have a good time. You too. Bye-bye, honey.
Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Miss Nyla. How are you? Hello, Agent 419. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing really, really well. Uh, that's cool. I'm trying. <laughs> I feel like the, per- the little, you know, the little girl sitting in the closet, hiding with a bag of cookies, eating the cookies. That's what I'm doing tonight. I am like hiding in my office, barricaded in here, hiding from everybody, and like hanging out with my poets. You guys you are like my bag Oreo of cookies, cookies tonight. The Oreo cookies you got to unscrew and just lick the cream out of them. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's funny. I used to do that because I hate chocolate. So my mom would always buy Oreo cookies, and I would just get the frosting out of them. I'm convinced, though, that that all of life is just a venue for frosting. Right. Mm -hmm. The sweetness, though. Can you you imagine anything more fun than jumping into a tub of buttercream? Oh, my God. In a swimming pool. A swimming pool of buttercream frosting. Oh, my God. I would be absolutely as huge as a barn, but I would be a happy little kitty. That's funny. Oh my! Uh, well, I have two. If I can still read two, I didn't know what your thing mm-hmm. was on there or whatever. Yep. Um, I, um, both of these I wrote as a song, so I just don't let you know. I'll read it, but it's it's more of a song. Um, I wrote the lyrics for. So my first one is called "Different Views Relating to the Times." I guess you want to say, without being too political, anyway. Um, it says, "You are left, and I am right. We don't discuss, but we don't fight. Our love shows in the middle of the night." You say I'm wrong. I say that ain't right. But we always make up as we kiss goodnight. Oh, 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 we both ain't wrong, but who is right? It always pays to take a stand. You vote for this. I want more contraband. We live in a world where we ain't safe. So who is right and who is wrong? I just wanted to put it in the song. You are so left and I am right. Doesn't make you wrong, but it makes me right. They say opposites attract. Whatever happens, we have each other's back. We live in a world we don't both agree. Can we survive politically? Never speaking of such a rift between us, wedges form. Along comes a blizzard storm. Can you catch my drift? Can you catch my drift? Discussion is null and void. I'll never understand and you don't get my point. You are left and I am right. Doesn't matter at the end of the night. When tomorrow comes, I'll still love you, even though we have different views. You be you and I'll be me. We'll both agree to disagree. It's all good, oh, can't you see? You are left, but that makes me right. (laughs) (laughs) I just had fun with that. You are left, but that makes me right. That's funny. It's a a play on it, yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just a play on it written from my point of view or whatever. Sure, for someone else, it's the opposite way, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, And then the other one I wrote is a song, too. Um, But... The tears run down on the inside, always trying to hide. The pain of life, the taste oh so bittersweet. Waiting for a reprieve, for salvation to drop me to my knees. Another day ends, another day goes on by. A new one is on the way, to set my horizons up high. Never losing faith for those brighter days, I know will come again someday. For today it is I cry, tears of sadness well up in my eyes. A pain of losing you makes life hard to bear. And it's a song, so I go back and repeat it and stuff like that. But that's the gist of it. <laughs> I loved it. It was really oh. fun on the first one where you were, you know, you can tell. I mean, you were you, there, you would try, you'd be reading it for a couple of seconds and then singing, and reading it, and then but you, you can hear the melody and the words, 
And so you're, you know, you're, you're speak singing, and it made it so much fun. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I did sing it. I posted on Facebook the other day, but um, yeah, I, that's what I wanted to try to do is like do my own music. So basically, <laughs> but I just couldn't help it because I wrote it as a song, so it was in my head, and that's probably why I read it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds amazing. I really had fun listening to it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, my love. Tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. I am actually on Poetical Intrigue. is my page where I put my poems. So I still want, I want to start a music. The more songs I do, I want to do my own music page, which will be up and coming. But um, for right now, I just have Poetical Intrigue right now. So perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Amazing job tonight, hon. Thank you. Have a good night and enjoy the rest of your show, Miss Nyla. <laughs> Thank you, Agent Four One Nine. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Our next caller comes from area code two one six two one six. You're on the air. Hey, I loved how you started the show off. It was just like an extension of a beautiful weekend, a beautiful inauguration, and then you came back and played um, Amanda. Wow, it was just just marvelous. So we are going to have to step up to the plate. And uh, make an extension of uh, what's been going on this week. And Nyla, uh, that was awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome. You know, it's kind of like Shelley said when she's talking about that poem, you know, and she's saying, you know, you are wrong, but that makes me right. Or you are you are left, but that leaves me right, makes me right, something like that. And about this couple who are living together, even though they have opposing political beliefs. Mm-hmm. But they made it work. Well, I- you know, and I that's remember, the way it should um, be. I remember Michael Todd's poem. That's what I was going to surprise them with from 2014. I actually remember Wally Pepper's poem. So I like the poem, too. So I just wanted to let him know. Because you didn't remember it, but I did. <laughs> yeah, but you have to realize, <laughs> I wonder how many poems I've listened to in the last 14 years. Right. There's no way I'm going to remember them all. I would love to say that I would, but y'all just give me too much credit if you think that's going to happen. <laughs> you know? He said, well, do you remember what I Wally Peppers in 2014? You're like, no. I could have lied, but he would have known I was lying. He knows me. But I did remember it. I, 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 am, I am a flutter-by-brained person, poet, Twirler, nobody, no, I don't think he would expect me to. It's no, okay, I don't care. I got my, my fig. I got my fig. That's going to tell you in person. Thank you, Christopher. I, I saw got my fig. the picture. Yeah. Just so you can't, you can't. Just so you all know, I sent Mama a box yeah. of treats at Christmas time and some rocks because I promised I would send her a rock <laughs> that I got when I went out gold mining. So she's unwrapping the stuff in the box, and there's some jam and some other stuff in there, right? And she opens up this one piece of paper, and a fig falls out, and so she picks it up and starts to eat the fig, but she's eating a rock that I sent her. (laughs) And so Christopher, upon hearing this, was going to have no part of his mama being fed rocks, and so he ordered her figs because she likes figs, and she was eating rocks, and that just wasn't going to cut it. So it was so funny. Mm, they are so delicious. And I actually, <laughs> I want to tell everybody, too, that I actually make tea out of them. You can actually add some hot water and let them steep. 
and get a fig tea, put a little tiny bit of honey in there, and you want to taste something that's almost like a, a beverage for the goddesses. It's, it's wonderful. But anyway, I'm not going to take up a lot of time because I think it's a lot of people calling and want to do poetry because poetry has been elevated to another level. But I do want to give you this little marriage agreement that I wrote for poets, and it goes like this. It's called Marriage Agreement. Darling, I love you. And if you'll say you will, I will say I will. I will say I will too. And if you say I do, I will say I do too. I will say I do too, like the raven forevermore. That's it. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Kind of reminded me of the taming of the shrew, though. <laughs> really? If you say it is night, I will say it if it's night, even if it's day. If it is day and you say night, I will say night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll check that out. Okay, so that was not one of my pieces. That was just like something to make you chuckle. Okay, so my pieces, um, I can do unclaimed freight, I can do um, musical politics. We got everything I'll kind of picked out here. Or I can do. Goons. Okay, well, goons goons definitely has to be in there, so that's my first pick. Okay, goons. Okay, goons, I mean. And then I got um, out here, just like Harriet. And I got uh, the words in your mind, just like Harriet and goons. Just one of those three. Harriet. Harriet and Goons. Okay, here we go. Um, Goons. He wanted to be a jefe. Knocked me over with a spoon. He killed the swamp things off too soon and brought in creatures from the Black Lagoon. Succubus and dictators crooning tunes. Same note, same page. Stealing all the wealth, and America was doomed. Goony loonies on the move. But hey, you let them. You double dog dared them. Now the children are being injected. You turned a blind eye. Americans, you let them. Point blank goons, wrecked, grabbing children by the neck, tied up in chairs, ankles bound having a heyday with our babies, knocked me over with a spoon, killed the swamp things off too soon, and brought in creatures from the Black Lagoon. Children in Texas eat global warming. Now the warning, torrential rains. God sees everything. Devil's on the bottom level. Look up and remember when heaven was beyond your comprehension. And global warming and God was beyond your belief. Your goons' intentions was to cause grief. Yet karma sticks to the script. So you'll get what you gave and reap what you sown. When God asks, you must answer, why were the children taken? And now being tied up in chairs as tantrums and tempers flare what do you goons expect? Knock me over with a spoon. You killed the swamp things off too soon and brought 
in creatures from the black lagoon. And the cycle continues forever and a day. Ah, because, America, you wanted to allow them to do things their way, and their way was not God's way. And that's gone by Mama Oladeji. <laughs> I loved it. Okay, this is um, Harriet. But you know what? By it being so long, I'm just going to read another one. It's short. I'll be hearing it for you next week. Okay. 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 I'll do one that, um, that you like. It's called Tongue Study. Study it, Wag. Needing to know more about the very thing that causes wars, peace, and pain. I study my tongue. Much has been said about the tongue, yet how has it pertained to my own? My tongue has delivered and served. It has given and taken. It has blessed and it has cursed. It has been bitten and it has been written. The tongue can be tied, twisted, curt, sweet, sharp, wagging or bragging, it may be your native tongue or foreign. It may be exciting or boring. If quiet is your tongue, the cat may have it. If you use your tongue to speak ill of the dead, you may challenge a force and be cursing your life's course. The tongue's confessions may sweep out dirty secrets from the corners of your mind. Wise words have fallen on deaf ears, words smothered by pride. Truth escapes lying eyes, ignoring what you saw and twisting what you heard. Tongues may bond imbeciles or angels, forming positive or negative energy. Be careful and mind your tongue. It's the closest thing to your own ears. And it will affect you first, rather before the others hear. Be not at the mercy of an imbecilic tongue. Read their eyes and duck their darts. The darts are about to be thrown. Do not despair the foreign tongue, for it is the aptitude of the brain, the tunnel to this bilingual, the tunnel to their bilingual. Do not expect the champions to cater to the dunce for those who can barely master his own tongue in general. I have concluded, whether you live by the sword or stand on principle, I had to learn to manage my tongue as I would a loaded gun. And I will not justify my tongue when I use the power for the wrong and neither hold my peace to placate the sword of the unjust. The real power is in the righteousness of the speaking tongue for those who live by the sharp and sordid light tongue and wield words of death blows to the innocent or those who are silent while others suffer may also die by the mighty tongue or by the holding of it. 
Young Study, Mama Ola Davey, our round queen in the building. I absolutely love that. I loved the line in there where you, and I'm going to butcher it badly, but this is a concept of the line, was um, where you said that your tongue is closest to your ears and it will affect you first. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. and and that is the truth. If you say it, it makes it real. You know, and how okay. many of us, all of us can look back on our lives at some point. I remember a fib. My mom is notorious for this, but um, she'll tell a story so, or where you, you say something so many times, even though it's not true, that you convince yeah. yourself that it's true. Like we just witnessed from 45. And the other part of that that I really absolutely loved was where you said, um, manage my tongue like a loaded gun. Yeah. And that that is, I mean, that is bumper sticker worthy. I went, a lot of you guys know, one of the reasons I'm having a lot of hard times talking right now is because I'm going through uh, some corrective surgery on my jaw because right. of a slap happy boyfriend I used to have. And right. when you read that line, it really solidified something that I have always said. You know, the, the, to understand the power the spoken word has. I mean, this guy broke a kitchen chair across my face. I mean, I can't tell you all the crap that he did. But I don't remember one bruise. I don't remember the pain. I don't remember, you know, it healed and went away, right? None of that ever left an impact on me. Not one blow ever left the same impact on me as the things he said. Okay. Those are the those are the bruises I still see, feel. Those are the yeah. cuts that are still there. The yeah. things that were said could never be erased. They don't heal. They don't go away. They're in there. They're in your brain. They're in there forever. And that is the power of the spoken word. I don't remember the broken yeah. bone. I, I had a broken bone. Oh. Okay, yeah, that, that was a long time ago. But I can still tell you things he said to me. You know, and so you have to manage your words like a loaded gun. That is a very powerful statement. That is, that is a, you know, when when all is said and done, and a thousand years ago they're quoting you. That's going to be one of your favorite, your famous quotes. Yeah, I remember that you appreciated this form, and the other, and that last line says, "For those who live by the sharp and sword-like tongue, and wield words as death blows to the innocent." For those who are silent while others suffer may also die by the mighty tongue or by the holding of it. And and that was my my favorite part about it because there's so many people who see things and don't say things. They're just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was at getting a tire fixed at the, the service place where he worked, and he got mad and, I mean, just literally wailed on me. I wasn't this this is a lot of personal history but it it's just it happened. Yeah. I got through it. But um the worst feeling ever was having to walk out of the back area where the the car repair was and walk through the front. Mm-hmm. Where three of the guys he worked with stood and did nothing. And and go back out to my car and wait knowing that they heard everything that happened and not one of them stepped back in there. And so walking through that room, everybody quiet, 
no one make, saying a word and just staring at me and watching me walk out and walk out and go sit in my car. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. That's why that, that last ending of that is probably, I mean, that was one of the biggest impacts the first time I heard that. It was just incredible, Mama, incredible peace. Thank you, my darling. And I want I don't know if it makes you feel any better, but I had um, somebody bust me over the same thing. Like, well, it wasn't with a chair, but it was with a walking cane, a hard walking cane. So in the same place where you had the operation in that same area. So I want to let you know I, I totally understand um, what, you, what you went through with that totally. So. I love you. I thank you for being here for 14 years, and every week is getting better and better. Um, I want to hear the next poet, so I'm going to move on along and uh, let the next poet come to the mic. Thank you so much. All right. Love you so much, Mama. Thank you, and I will pass on your thanks to Christopher for the fix. All right. Love you, honey. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, this is Brother O on the line from Chicago, Indiana. Hello, Brother O. It is so good to hear from you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Wonderful. So um, what you have for us this week? Poem is called Stand Up for Your Beliefs and Convictions, even if you have to lose some friends. Go ahead, my dear brothers. Start again. (laughs) My dear brothers and sisters, we all have different beliefs and convictions, and what we believe in depends greatly on our own points of view and our own unique life experiences. My dear brothers and sisters, we are entitled to express our beliefs and convictions openly on social media platforms. However, we have to respect the beliefs and convictions of others who is happen to be different from ours, even if we don't personally Agree with them. It's my personal take on expressing your own personal beliefs and convictions. You are more than welcome to express them as long as you respect my beliefs and convictions. That's why I draw the line. We ain't always got to agree or feel like our beliefs and convictions are neither superior nor inferior to anyone else's out here. However, you will show me the proper respect at all times while you're in my presence. My dear brothers and sisters, it is a complete exercise of futility to try to change my beliefs and convictions. Any attempt to do so would constitute as ground for me to delete and block you on Facebook for showing me your blatant disrespect. Put some respect on my beliefs and convictions. Last time I checked, I'm a grown man who has a constitutional right to express myself through free speech which is guaranteed under the First Amendment. America is not a, is a democracy, not a fascist society like Nazi Germany. I reserve the God-given right to express my beliefs, whether regardless of your agreements or disagreements. And I, and I boldly stand on my personal convictions as a real man, even if it means losing you as a friend. At this point in my life, 
I see it quite frankly. Don't give a damn about your opinions and feelings of my personal beliefs, and I don't care. And I don't care what you think. But oh, as always, you express your beliefs and convictions with eloquence, and you stand firmly on your positions. My brother, will you share some of your beliefs and convictions? I believe in God. My Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ. I'm a living witness and experience the power of miracles. My faith is both unshakable and unwavering. I believe in the power of prayer and speaking things to existence. And I'm a spiritual being living in human existence who is more into having a relationship with God rather than claiming a religious denomination. I'm proud I'm proudly I proudly express my true love and appreciation for my black women. My personal choice is a day to marry exclusively with my own race and ethnicity. I do support my brothers and sisters who are involved in either interracial relationships and marriages. I'm not against same-sex marriages and, and relationships. However, my personal views are marriages naturally designed for a man and a woman based upon what the Bible declares. I'm a true believer in respecting the personal beliefs and opinions of others. A true believer in treating people with respect. A true believer in loving and accepting people who they are as unique individuals. A true believer in believing in your true and being your true and authentic self. And a true believer in fairness to everyone expressing themselves freely in poem. I love the part in there where you talk about tolerance, you know, and that's one of the things that for me has just been real, you know, forget all the politics, you know, forget the the people doing all this stupid stuff or not stupid stuff or whatever, whoever's doing whatever. To me, the biggest tragedy of all of this has been the way we've treated each other. Exactly, yeah. And that that is what scared me. That's what hurt me. That's what, I mean, just was, I I don't understand it. My brain doesn't have whatever, you know, little nook or cranny where that kind of understanding lives. Just, I don't get it. I flat out don't get it. And so I really appreciated that in your piece very much. So good job, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. Alrighty, yeah, you tell everyone how to find your sweetheart. Oh, 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 yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not <laughs> connected with me on Facebook, you can find me on Facebook on Omar Brother Gatlin. And uh, I finally got some got some stuff coming up. Finally, as this pandemic winds down to a close, hopefully. I see uh see um Martin Knight got a got a feature and then Saturday I'm going to open mic first time in three months. So I'm so I'm ready to to do ready to accomplish what I set out to accomplish this year and that's uh a book and a CD. So basically basically thank for your support every week. I appreciate it. Um. We appreciate you so much, Brother O, and great job tonight, honey. Thank you. 
welcome. I appreciate you. Thanks. You're welcome. We'll talk to you next week, hon. I'll be back. Our next caller comes from area code 848. 848, you're on the air. Hey, um, hold on. <clears throat> Okay, I have to rehearse these two things, so and that's good because I didn't have anything said and I call every week. So and I will make sure I count out end phone. This is really good, thanks. It is not true that people become liars without knowing it. A liar always knows he's lying, and that is why liars travel in packs in order to be reassured that the judgment day will never come to them. They need each other for the well-being, the health, the perpetuation of their lie. They have a tax agreement to guard each other's secrets, for they have the same secret, and that is why all liars are cruel and filthy-minded. One's merely, one's merely, merely? One's merely got to listen to their dirty jokes, to what they think is funny, which is also what they think is real. Hmm. For nothing is fixed forever and forever and forever. It is not fixed. The earth is always shifting. The light is always changing. The sea does not cease to grind down rock. Generations do not cease to be born. And we are responsible to them because we are the only witnesses they have. The sea rises the light fails, lovers cling to each other, and children cling to us. The moment we cease to hold each other, the sea engulfs us, and the light goes out. And, oh, well, once a year I help, or it's kind of like a workshop, I guess. You know, we help people, or we help kids how to write mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, and I, there are two James. I got to read James Baldwin poems. So these are the two they sent me. The first one, yeah. There's I got to get a meter to that. That's all. How are you? I'm doing awesome. <laughs> How are you doing, Gregory? Well, Wednesday, and then it snowed right at the right time. It was like really um, wonderful. And then we we're kind of thinking, were you around? With the, like, the first off, you know, like the first assassination and then the King assassination, the Bobby assassination, Kent State, and then, you know, like the college, the other, like the Black Panther shooting. Were you around for all that? Oh, no. No, right? It's before you were right. born. Yeah, you, none of, you weren't even born. Not you, but, yeah. So we're, you know, and then that is right up there with the insurrection. It's like you've experienced a violent transferal of power. That's like unheard of. Would never ever conceive that. Like, you know, we're we're out there, but okay, here's another one. Would you do a burning flag skit if you were in a play or a video or a movie, et cetera, art part? Would you burn a flag? Would you? I I don't know. If I was in yeah. a movie I guess for me, honestly, if I was in a movie, would I burn a flag? It would depend on what I felt the symbolism of doing that was. Yeah, we know. Yeah, all the right. Yeah, it's not just uh, what's that binary zero zero. Yeah, because you no, know, 
that's all we're, that's we're kicking around this week because yeah. you know, we're eventually going to delve into it. So, you know, like you said, Wednesday, right, as all this is transpiring, you know, the Trump Iosaurons being defeated in the Shires all safe and stuff, and then this, like, really bucolic, really, you know, just lighthearted snow fell. It was really trippy. And, you know, throws thinking about that. But, you know, to experience an insurrection, a violent transfer of power, that's as big as, like, Kent State or anything. So it's been kind mm-hmm. of freak, not freaking us out, and that's all. How are you? I am. I am. I have had a weird, crazy, amazing, awesome week, and I'm doing really good. And I'm so yeah, glad to be here, here tonight. Oh, we're loving it. I'll have like some original stuff done, and yeah, like I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't burn a flag unless it has to be enough. So that's, you know, we do draw the line because we goof on stuff. But if I was in a movie and the, the message of the, if, if it made an impact on what the message of the movie was, and I felt like the message of the movie was a positive thing, and that was a part of the message in showing that, then to me that can be a powerful wake-up call. So for me, it would I would have to understand why I was doing it, and I would have to agree with the outcome of it. So if well, it was to teach people why they shouldn't, oh, that's a good you know, one. If they had to see oh. the horror of it being done to prove to them why it shouldn't be done, you know, it, to me, I would have to believe in the in the message of doing it. That I'm sorry, yes, that's the hook to throw the opposite to turn the mobus right. This is why you wouldn't burn a flag. Hey, super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll be, can I be excused now? You can, love. Thank you for being here tonight. You did a great did job. I, did we do our homework? Did we do? We get a good grade tonight. We did. We did. It's <laughs> fun to be grown up. I love you guys. Hey, this is cool. I was just gonna listen. Thanks. Yep. Put me on mute. I'll All right, sweetheart. Now. Appreciate you, honey. Thank you. Thank you, my sweetness. All good things. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. All right. Our next caller is a Skype caller. It looks like. Um, I think if I remember correctly, Jade called in on the Skype line. We have Colin that calls in on the Skype line, sometimes Robbie. Let's see who we have. Either Skype or slash box number caller, you are on the air. I will give you only one guess who I am. I know exactly who you are, and I am so tickled to hear you. I can't even stand it. My toes are curling. How are you? It's been so long. Uh, well, you know, I mean, just you know, this, these these last these last couple of months, man, it's been really disappointing for me, and, and it's really hard for me. It's, you know, I mean, I, you know, I have my personal beliefs, but you know, seeing so many of my friends online, you know, uh, disagree with me, and you know, I'm, for those of you who don't know me real well, you know, I, I have my personal beliefs, but also sometimes I'll go on either side for or against and just say something because I just think it's funny and sarcastic. Like, for instance, I watched just one thing where the people are talking about people that were storming the Capitol saying, this is Russian disinformation. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I'm just saying. You know, I got in really big trouble here. because somebody posted something about them doing the Capitol. And yeah. I posted a comment saying, is calling them fucktards acceptable? Asking for a friend. Oh, my God. I got mm-hmm. so trashed for saying that. But 
you know, I was asking for a friend, so yeah. Well, you know, I've and, and I, I uh, studi- studying Doctor, you know, I've studied Doctor King and some of the things he said, and I kind of believe in some of the stuff. And I just it, it disappoints me. A lot of the stuff that's been happening really disappoints me. But you know, I, I try know. to I try to think of some way that um, you know, and, and and here's the thing, you know, you know, I think personally, Nyla, you know, I think personally, I don't think either side that the other side calls each other liars. You know, I think both sides believe what they're saying. You know, it's I mean, I really exactly. do. I believe that. He I believe said, both she of them said, believe and the what truth lies in the middle. That's why, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I'm an independent. I don't like either political party. I don't even like politics. I just get so disgusted in the whole gang war concept of it to me, and that's all it really is, you know. And so I think as American people, we have to live in that gray area. You know, we've got, he said, she said, they're back and forth, but we live in the middle. We have to find our own truth, and we have to control how we process and live that truth. Because nobody right. controls that but us. And I think that is what hurt my heart more than anything over the last four years, was to see, I don't give a crap who is president, who is saying what, who is flinging mud over there, who did, take all of that out of the equation. I don't give a rat's ass about the cause. What disappointed me was the effect and that was how we treated each other as human beings in this country. And to me, that was devastating for me. That was really, that was the hardest part of this whole thing. And, the, and really a lot of, the hardest part of going through 20, 2020, you know, watching everybody fight so violently over over the virus and all their, letting their political views and political agendas get involved in that. You know, it just, I, I couldn't do it. It was so, that was the hardest part for me. So I I know exactly what you're saying, and I agree 100%. Hello, Constantine. Hi. Let me me lay lay some uh, – I wrote this piece a long time ago called Like My Logic, and this is one of the the, uh, lines that were in it. It's just kind of like platitudes, I guess. But the thing is, is the number of people that believe a lie make it no more true, and the people that do not believe the truth make it no more false. So think about that. You know, next time you want to sit there and say, oh, that guy's a liar. Well, maybe they believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all perception. But anyway. Do you know uh, the best? I'm going to throw this in yeah. here, and you guys will be mad at me, but I'm going to throw this in here and prove your point. It's all perception. They both, both may be, believe that they are telling the truth. And when I say it, he said, she said, and the truth lies in the middle. You could take, imagine an intersection. And you have one person standing on one corner, and the other one, kitty corner, there's another person standing across the street, kitty corner from them at the same intersection. And there's a car accident. And the cops come up and ask both witnesses what they saw. They are both going to give you a different story because their perception of it was from different angles. They are both going to have seen something different. Because of an angle, this car is going to look like it hit that one first. But if you're kitty corner to it, it can make it look like the other one came in first. They're both going to absolutely be telling the truth. This is what I saw. But their stories are not going to match. And that's why you have to discover through evidence, through the skid marks, through the traffic cams or whatever, you have to discover the truth that lies in the middle. And neither one of them are lying. They just come at it from a different perspective. 
Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there you have it. Yeah. The wisdom. Wisdom 101. Oh, yeah, by the way, that burning the, that burning the flag question, my, my, mm-hmm. my answer would be, how much am I going to be remunerated? Back to you, life, Nyla. Yes, and I brought that from Christine. She caught me. But <laughs> How much am I going to be remunerated? That means how much you're going to pay me, folks. Okay, how, but, uh... <laughs> how much does Yeah, how much does that movie pay? But anyway, uh, I, in, in all of that thinking, I uh, – and all, and it, with all that in mind, I, I wrote something called Red, White, and Blue that I think you might enjoy. I don't know, you may not, but I still, it's my personal goal to write something that Nyla on air will say she really thinks it sucks. So, anyway, <laughs> if I may, yeah, 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 she's a brown noser. No, she's not. That's she's nice. Yeah. Anyway, okay, here we go. <laughs> As always, I say fade in, and when I'm done, I say fade out. Okay. All right. Fade in. A few years ago, I was told that being an activist was wrong, and if I hated the place that I lived so much, then I should just leave America. But I wanted to tell you something, folks. I'm red, white, and blue. You don't get any more than American than me. You see, I'm red, white, and blue, you see. I've got blue eyes. I'm full-blood Texan. I'm part Cherokee. So when I say God bless the airmen who defend our skies, our soldiers, our sailors, and our simplify, and the rest who fight to keep America free. Now we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. And we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, and you ladies out there too, are created equal, and that they are endowed by their creator with unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among the people, deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. So if you don't love America, then leave it. If you haven't read the Bill of Rights, you should read it. Because I say what makes America great, you see, is my right with you to disagree. And if you don't like that, you should be the one believing. Fade out. <laughs> I love the way that you, everything that you read, everything that you perform, you give 100% personality to it. You know, you not only breathe life into it, you use the paddles and shock it into existence. You just, you have an incredible way of performing, and you know that. You know, you've done voice work your entire life. But it's just so fun. It is so fun to hear you read, to hear you share. Well, I'm glad you think so. And sometimes you kind of have to get a little, if you don't practice, you kind of get out of the, um, I don't know, you start, your tools get a little little dull, a little rusty. So uh, I just do what I can. So that's just what it is. You know, I, you I've, never one, before, I've never asked before. I've never asked you before. Ever in all fourteen years, if I could read another poem, but I, could I do another one? Could I do something of short? Of course, yeah, you can read two. Okay, well, this is this is a song, 
And I dedicate to all those people that are worried about what's going on to here recently. And, of course, I date, I'd also dedicate it to my sweet Chris here because she's worried about the state of being the nation. I call this don't worry. Fade in. Now, I don't have a lot of money. I don't have no big car. And I don't know if the same thing is going to take me that far. I don't predict the future or what it might bring. Fact is, I don't know much of anything. But there's trouble on the air today. There's trouble on the news. And I'm troubled about the way, babe, that it troubles you. They say that trouble thoughts and trouble will bring. But darling, I'm saying, don't be troubled about anything. Because the sands of time, they keep on slipping away. And things will come as they come, my girl, come with me. But even if that's on tomorrow, should fail to rise. You know the only light I left for me to stay in your eyes. So hold me close, my sweet angel. Oh, my heart is feeling old When it feels like I'm fighting against the world And my heart can take much more I can face the hard times Taking it one day at a time If I only know that you'll be there for me through the darkness of the night. Rita. That was beautiful. That was Thank like you. a lullaby. Well, anyway, I'll back on out. This is Constantine for Abilene. Spelled K-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N. I'll also, I go by Mithril Weaver, M-I-T-H-R-I-L-W-E-A-V-E-R, and I'm all over the place. Just search for me if you really want to hear me that bad. I appreciate it. I highly recommend you guys do that, Constantine. Thank you so much from every little right. corner of my heart for finding time to be here with us tonight. I've missed you. You're, you're thought of all the time when you're not here. Please know that, and thank you for being here tonight. Yeah, I know you miss me, but the, the the thing is, is just don't fix that sight on your rifle, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave, I'll leave my glasses at home. I promise. Okay. All right. Good night, Nyla. Thank you, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code eight six zero eight six zero. You're on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Krisha. Hey, honey. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Awesome. I do still have to touch base with you about the workshop, but um, I just came back from a brain MRI from um, the hospital because <clears throat> I have lupus, <clears throat> so now I have neuro lupus, and I've had um, 
lupus brain fog, which is minor cognitive dysfunction. Last I know exactly what it is. Yep. Yeah. So now it's degeneration. <clears throat> so anyway, I'm going to read a poem that I wrote Saturday morning. It's called Simulacra of, San- Simulacra of Sanity. And it starts out because I did have to Google my name to find out where a couple of my poems were published because I was listing them for um, a project. All right. Simulacra of Sanity. I Googled my name at 3 a.m. I needed to remember something about me. Not any non-lucrative Mobius strip philosophical musings or emotional segment arcs of intensity that waned before a day called itself, but more so a memory map of something I achieved that someone else wanted to archive, something searchable. Perhaps where a certain poem had been published, the exact name and spelling of the literary journal, then locate its print or virtual pages, real museum glass, unless the magazine went under for monetary reasons or lack of energy on the founding editor's part. A black and white newspaper photograph of a beauty queen waving on a float in the town's annual parade in summer, as if she were the princess of poetry, or let's say princess of poetics. I like that. It's so odd to forget the well-intentioned good things one has done, the oxymoronic, memorable things one forgets on some grand overarching to-do list somewhere versus the shame-bloated, guilt-infused ill behaviors often caused by being in the proverbial wrong place at the wrong time, developing disease in ground control of the brain's neurological radar, illnesses in the corporeal plane that can just pull the wind out of the lungs and collapse everything worth holding onto, bizarre thought problems, thinking too much, clouded thinking because of the diaphanous veil of Maya, not wanting to go there, confront the images, memory clips, voice clips, emotional upheaval, that clot up the filmography, montage, if you will, of someone's life, someone like me. One Google search led to another and another, as is usually the case, in infinite theories like galaxies broaching infinite rooms, each with a title, Nomenclature stamped by yours truly, or Archives of the Future, Sanskrit Elegy, The American Abyss, Eulogy for the American Dream, The Ever-Widening 21st Century Cyber Divide slash Tectonic Shift, Not to Go All Political, Chinese Boxes of Insurmountable Crayons That Don't Break with Gorgeous Catalog-like Names So We Want to Buy Them, Science Fiction, Clinical Metamorphoses, and Parallel Film. The Ethics of Desired Superpowers, or Be Careful What You Wish For, Metaphysics for Dummies, Simulacra and Sanity, The Latest Poet to Die Way Too Early, Recipes for Happiness, Controlling Inflammation with Cognition, Lupus Morbidity, Don't Feel Bad, No One Can Remember How to Spell These Words, The Socioeconomic and Cultural Blunders of Spellcheck, The Varieties of Ornithological Habits and Communication, why you shouldn't put a mirror in your canary's wrought iron house, how to build a birdhouse from nothing, foods dogs shouldn't consume, what your dog or cat is trying to tell you, most popular cat memes ever created for getting out of bed, how to properly, how to properly listen to the rain, why you shouldn't eat snow for breakfast before finishing your coffee. Did you know that our hearing is the last thing to go before death? This may seem like a characteristic non sequitur, but the woman across the street is dying. That in ancient Sanskrit poetry, 
The world begins not with logos, the power of fiat, but with sound. And in scientific theory, before there were galaxies and stars, according to Wikipedia, of course, no one need go to the library and pull out dusty card catalogs now or purchase a set of Encyclopedia Britannicas that will become obsolete within seconds. So that goes back to, um, that was long. So, um, so in scientific theory, before there were galaxies and stars, according to the media, sound waves shook the infant universe. This explains why parents read fairy tales, sing lullabies, and play beautiful, not too depressing areas to the fetus developing in the womb, why the baby knows the voice of the mother before her eyes find the focus on the children's book of Van Gogh's. Bring around the rosy, the rosy we all fall down. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Kindly bury me in a cardboard box that artists and poets adorn with their handy and right brain work <clears throat> so I may fertilize the dark looming maple tree next to my father's underground mahogany coffin while my finger and toenails and long hair that defies color codification continue to grow with the hundred-year-old tree's underground labyrinth, country of roots. I was expecting the calcium of my bones, like those of my father, to return to star. But this fortuitous new knowledge tells me, the luminous billboard placard, if you will, I will be the sound of your voice, the gongs of an ancient gamelan in Indonesia. Church bell chimes on 3rd Street between Avenue A and B in the East Village of New York City, the wind of the Himalayas, a new and improved desert storm, the notes of Orpheus's lyre, before the gods took it away, the chanting of monks in Nepal, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, Bach's first cello suite, a rap song about entropy. Listen carefully for me in this time travel future, won't you? Is that Anne Palm? Yeah, I hate saying Anne Palm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Huh? No, I didn't say it. I, I don't. I don't like saying end poem. I just like it to be like. <laughs> okay, so with you, I can wait for the dramatic pause. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You would not believe how many times in the in the last uh, fourteen years I've had someone to say, um, "Nyla, stop commenting on your poem. My poem. I'm not done reading yet. That was a dramatic pause. <laughs> it's like ah, uh, yeah. I don't have the dramatic pauses until the end. <laughs> I'm not very trainable, I guess, you know. <laughs> that was incredible, <laughs> sweetheart. Do you want to, are you going to read two tonight for us? No, that was long. I've had a long day. <laughs> it was absolute joy to hear. I'm, you know, just the more and more that I get to know you, the more of your work that you share with us, the bigger fan I'm becoming. And I'm just really glad uh, that Michael brought you over introduced you, shared your work, introduced you to us, and uh, just appreciate it, honey. Appreciate you being part yeah. of our family now. Me, me too. I'm so happy to. And um, I will message you on Facebook in a in a few days. I'm just going to, you know, get my MRI results tomorrow. And um, You know, there's no time frame on this. We've been doing this for 14 years. We'll be here for another 14 years when whenever right. you're ready. I'm not, okay. I'm not stressing over it, and you shouldn't either. Okay, yeah. All right, awesome. Perfect. All right. You have a great night. You too, honey, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Fantastic job. Okay. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. 
All right, our next caller comes from area code 585. I think this is Doug. 585, you're on the air. Yes, it's Doug. How are you? Oh, see, I'm so excited. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Uh, I think Happy New Year. I, I think this may be the first time I've been here this year. But You, but you anyway. don't see me with my arms crossed and me tapping my toe on the floor <laughs> and scowling at you. All you hear is my pleasant voice about how happy I am to, to hear you this late into the new year, not saying anything really, but, you know. Hmm? You got to something. <laughs> I got a whole page of notes that I took about all of the all of the, uh, the prompts and, and all of the assignments. I got it all, and I'm going to do better this year. That's what I that's what I promised. Baby, oh. everything you do is amazing. And the last thing in the world you, I would ever want you to do is to jump through hoops for me. When you're here, it is absolutely a treasure. When you're not here, you're missed immensely. But you get here more often, just saying. But you gotta know something, and I think <laughs> for myself and and a lot of people who are who are participating in the show that wherever wherever else they are, they're welcome there, and they're doing as well as they are there for the time that they spent here. This has been a very a very good building block for a lot of us. So at least for myself, I will tell you that I appreciate it. Um, well, we appreciate you very much, so. <laughs> You're cutting out right now, and I can't hear you, love. Okay. Hang on. Can you just... Get back here. Can you hear me now? <laughs> I can. Okay. Um, I, I was selected as the lead editor for a poetry anthology for one of the poetry groups in our area. And um, so <laughs> we, have to, we have to get all the poems, all our submissions are due, like, tomorrow. So I finally got mine in. That made me write three poems in the last week and a half at a time when I wasn't really writing a lot. So uh, so I got a chance to read two tonight, and so two out of three, that's the same job I'm going to have to pick uh, from the, the submissions they give to the anthology, but tonight I have to pick for myself. So I don't know, with all of what's going on, there's, you know, there's all kinds of vantage points. I would just encourage everyone to never leave behind being empathetic. You know, to have empathy is not the same thing as to agree. But you have to know where the other guy is coming from. And I mean really, really know where the other guy is coming from. And uh, I mean, if you don't really know where he's coming from, you can't even fight back if you really virulently disagree. You can't even fight him back effectively without knowing where he's coming from. So with that thought in mind, I have a poem called A Simple Prayer. We don't love Nazis, but Nazism makes their heads against the horde. The black and yellow brown, invaders of the homeland, plunderers of, the, of our wealthy Christian white nation. Our heart is in this. Blood will be shed, as was our leader deposed, toppled by marauders, and were monuments of our forebears felled. But their flag remains as a legacy of pride. Our resolve is girded by the shamelessness, shamelessness of the assault on our traditions and, and our children's aspirations and upon our great mother, America. America, where freedom rings, daunted still, beacon of civilization and civility still, keeper of promises, home of proud boys who will fight to the last breath to see her made great again. May God bless our banished leader 
to again rise from your ire. To again rise from your ire against the against the usurpers. For the faithful, may God grant a simple prayer. May the new insurrectionists revel in their upheaval, declaring that our service to you. May, may the new insurrectionists revel in their upheaval, declaring that our service to you as a steward is done, but find that thwarting of your will can only cause your terrifying wrath, and again find your find your will be done. Amen. I'm sorry I read that so badly. I just finished writing it today. But I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to stand in the other guy's shoes. And, uh, you know, you were having a conversation uh, a bit earlier, and I have to disagree with something that was said. I don't think that there's a, right, there's a truth on one side and a truth on the other and the, the real truth is somewhere in the middle. I don't think that's true. I think that the leaders of both sides know the empirical truth. It's a matter of math, and it's a matter of proving that, you know, that things weren't tampered with. But it's a matter of math, who won an election. And both sides know who won the election. The only confusion is what they tell the people who come to them for belief to believe mm-hmm. the top, of the, the top of the Democratic Party and the top of the Republican Party, they know the truth. There's no doubt about it. They know the truth, but it's a matter of what they want to send. What will be the marching orders for, for their own? Constituents. You know, it, and it's you saying it that way. We don't disagree at all. We're we are saying the exact same thing. There is only one truth. But that one truth is what lies in the middle. The one truth is the one truth. You know, and both sides can say their version of that truth. But there but is as, only one truth. But as but as I try to point out in this in this poem, there's you know there are people who who believe that there's an assault on our traditions and our children's aspirations and upon the great mm-hmm. mother of America. Tell you something. I don't consider America mother of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we have conversation about flags. I don't give a damn about a flag. I don't care about a flag whatsoever. I care about the guy who lives next door to me, but I don't give a damn about a flag because if we got to go back to that flag, you know where that place is. Me. I don't give a damn about a flag. That's why I said when if I were in the movie when, where I couldn't say I wouldn't burn it, it would have to be. For me, it would have. It's it's not about the burning of the flag. It's about the message that it yeah. would be portraying. So, so I mean, you know, you know, it, it goes back to that that it circles back to that notion of of truth. You know, you know, depending on where you were standing to look at things. You know, what a wonderful job. You know we did in building America, but, you know, we don't we don't have to say the part where the people who did the building didn't get anything out of it. You know, yeah. it's just the one who's doing the talking, you know, and if if you then want to take a piece of cloth and tie it to a pole and say that, you know, this represents our pride, you better be sure whose pride you're talking about. Exactly. But, but I, I, well I said. 
I got to tell you truthfully, I feel that way about any flag. I, I feel that way about a red, black, and green. I don't give a damn. Because, you know, push comes to shove. I got to rub elbows with the people next door. And, you know, you can negotiate going through a, a grocery store in the neighborhood and working with the people that I have to work with. You know, I have to work with people knowing that, you know, they're all Trump supporters. I don't care. I, I absolutely agree with you 100% with all my heart and soul. Yeah. So, you know, it's like religion has a cross. The country has its flag. Everybody has a symbol that stands for it. But that doesn't, you know, it's exactly what I was saying at the beginning of the show. The biggest heartache for me in all of this is how we as a community treated each other. Yeah. That that was absolutely horrifying for me. And you're exactly right. It's how you don't have to believe like me. I don't care what you believe. I'm still going to be good to you. If you're out of gas and you have a Trump bumper sticker, I'm going to pull over and make sure you're safe. Yeah. You know, or if you are, you know, whatever, it just it just doesn't matter. We have to be good to each other. We have to be tolerant. We have to give everybody a right to have their own opinion. Yeah, I heard someone earlier say that to him, you know, religion was a matter of having a relationship with your God, not so much the denomination through which you try to do it. Exactly. Yep. But then, you know, that then begins to to point to, you know, well, yeah, who, who again filtered this for people to believe? You know, you have to be a Presbyterian or a Catholic or a Jew. And we're all, you know, we're all... People who benefit from that agenda. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see where some of us just don't bother. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Let's see if I can get this one to open up for me. I have... This is called me... Well, this is called my neighbor, Jim. Me and Jim, we've been neighbors from three wives and eight children. I ain't never been in this house, but I once brought his puppy home from bounding around the neighborhood. All we say is hi and bye and grunt. How did you you watch that game last night? Jim left a card and some flowers on my porch when my Mabel died but he ain't never been in my house. I see Jim bow his head this morning, and he grunt, something like, hey, Willis, but never looked up in my face, just kept walking, his red cap bobbing, his mouth shut tight, head bowed, still walking. To his house, with a blue flag no longer waved, oh, glory, and don't tread on me. In front of his house, where I ain't never been, Across the street from mine, and Paul. Wow, powerful message in that one, isn't there? That was phenomenal. Is yeah. that true? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's based on the truth. I live in a working class neighborhood. Um, predominantly, just it's probably like sixty forty. Black and of color, uh, so it's a pretty well mixed neighborhood. And mm-hmm. in the midst of that neighborhood, there was one neighbor who had, you know, you know, everybody's got these Black Lives Matter posters and what have you all over. You know where they stand. 
And this guy had Trump flags. And at one point I noticed that he had to hang his flag higher because evidently somebody tried to tear it down, which I felt like, you know, he's a, he's a neighbor of mine. I mean, I don't know why he feels he's a supporter of Trump, but it's not really my business because he's got a right to do that, and he's a neighbor of mine. And so one day I saw his flag lying in the middle of the street, and I felt bad about it because, you know, just imagine if I lived in a neighborhood where I was somewhat in the minority and because of something I believed in, something of mine was being trashed that way it wouldn't be any more right than what I saw of his flag. I wanted to to intervene, but then I didn't want to go anywhere near the flag and be accused of perhaps being the one who did that. Um, but it's funny, after we had the election and after the events around the election and, 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 and coming up to the inauguration, his flag, he had two flags. They both disappeared. But he didn't both disappear by accident. You know, I mean, it speaks to several things. Maybe it speaks to a little bit of a change of heart because he apparently took those flags down. He still got the, you know, the coiled up snake, don't tread on me flag there. He still got the American flag there, but the Trump flag is gone. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, So, you know, again, as I said before, I was in the jam about a flag. I felt as badly for this guy's Trump flag being thrown out in the street that way as some people would feel if it were an American flag. I don't give a damn about either one, except that it meant yeah. something to him. Exactly, the, the humanity in it. But you know what, you know, you've never been in his house, he's never been in your house, you grunt your hellos, but the bottom line is I know, you know, but I know that if his house were to catch fire, you would be one of the first people to run through his front door. Yeah. And that and is what matters. That is what is important, and that's exactly what you've been talking about. And that's why the hook to that whole form, but I ain't never been in his house. We, you know, mm-hmm. we, we ain't that tight because, because the history of our country does not let us be that tight. But but, on, but you would on, be the first to run through the door if his house was on fire, wouldn't you? organic level where when you live around people, whether you want to live or not, you kind of depend on each other for your survival or something like that. Yeah. So, here I am. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Yeah. So, I am Douglas Curry. All my Facebook stuff got messed up. I used to be on Facebook as Doug Curry. Um, and I got 10 years worth of stuff that I can't leave back. So I'm still trying to straighten that out. So I'm just on there as Douglas Curry for any of, of, our, of our listeners who have, you know, who we've been connected with in the past. I would please invite you to uh, friend me again and come and reach out to me uh, as Douglas Curry on Facebook. I'm on uh, allpoetry.com until 99. I look forward to uh, interacting with that. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you for that tonight. I mean, I love the conversation. I love the poems. That was just fantastic. And you will be letting us know about the fundraiser, right? I will, yeah. The only reason I have never participated in the fundraiser, I just never made myself aware of it at the time it was going on. So hopefully I won't make that mistake again. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be plastered all over my page for a while. Very good. I look forward to being a supporter. Thank you, dear. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Love you, hon. Bye. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers. Um, I think you can still do two poems, but they just have to be like two shorter poems or one normal-length poem so that I have time to get everybody on. So uh, two normal-length or two short ones or two one normal-length uh, is where we're sitting right now on time-wise. Our next three callers, we have 727 followed by 503 and then 210. All right, 727, you are on the air. How is everyone this uh, evening? Wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing great. So who do we have here? This is the Mad P uh, with um, PoetryIs.com. Hey, how and, are you doing? Uh, all right, seeing your advertisement, thought I would uh, chime in since we're doing well, some wonderful stuff. Very glad you are here, sweetheart. Yeah, glad to be here. It's been a wonderful show that I've been listening to. I like all the different pieces that you got going on. It reminds me of what we're trying to put together as it relates to uh, poetryis.com. It's a new platform for poetry specifically um and we're doing some things a little interesting so uh last night everybody seen the poem um that was done or yesterday during the inauguration and we just decided you know what let's just go ahead and throw it out there now while we're in the middle of steel building uh, because people can still post and share and that kind of thing but we're adding new stuff to it every day but thought we would put it out there I am really glad that you came on. When I saw you post that message on my page with the link and stuff, I went over and checked it out. I was doing show prep, so I didn't have time to join the site. I just put the link in our chat room, by the way. Um, I didn't have time to join because I was doing show prep, but I pulled it up and wanted to, you know, that's why I extended the invitation for you to be able to come on here and share. And, you know, you're welcome to do that anytime. I've got a 14-year, I mean, the, the whole network of poets we have on my page is 14 years of accumulating some of the best people in poetry, in my opinion, in the world. And it's it's a network that you are more than welcome to tap into and share and promote to and, um, you know, let them know what's going on. So anytime you want to throw something up on my page or jump on and read something and share and kind of promote what you're doing, you're more than welcome to do that. Well, thank you very much. Um, the biggest thing for us is, is collaboration. Um we really want the platform to be one where people can collaborate and get their word out, uh, the art out, um, so they can be discovered and that kind of thing. <clears throat> and that's that's really it at the end of the day. Um, so I'm very open to collaborate with anyone who's who's in earshot um, with uh, poetryis.com and kind of help mold it to where it can go and what it can do. Um, it is that kind of spirit. So I uh, really appreciate what you got going on. And um, in the spirit of your show, I, I know time is of the essence, but I do have a very short poem I guess I can put in play um, as relates to, to the show this evening. Uh, this particular piece is called Four Seasons. And it goes like this. 
The smile of summer is always warmest midwinter. That's how I put pen to paper to write my love story of the greatest love ever endured of you during spring before I fall. Four seasons. Not a mad piece. Well, you have to read another one. <laughs> That's all I have up at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> See, typical woman. Give me an inch, I want a mile. <laughs> But your daddy taught you well. Always leave him wanting more, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is true. You know what that means, right? It means you have, have to come, to come back. back. You That's do. Right. See, yeah. you're a smart one. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you, you knew exactly where I was going, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I have no problem with that. <laughs> awesome. All right, baby, do me a favor. Tell everyone again how to find you and how to find the new poetry site. Okay, directly they can, uh, it's both of them. Uh, they can reach me at poetryis.com, and that's, uh, of course, poetry, P-O-E-T-R-Y-I-Z.com. That's P-O-E-T-R-Y-I-Z.com. Uh, just go there. There's a, a, a contact us button. You can reach me there. I have a profile on the site. I just did it. Um, and as I said, every day we're adding something new, but people can sign up and participate as we speak. Okay. And you posted that as a comment on my uh, show thing, but I'm going to post the actual link itself. Sure. On my page for people to check out too. Wonderful. All right, perfect, okay. sweetheart. I am so glad you came here tonight. I'm glad I saw that post and uh, made sure that. Yeah, I, I just dropped a bug in your ear. I'm glad you listened. So I'm yeah. glad you came by. Thank you and very much. And cannot wait I'm to see what listening. else you bring next week. Perfect. Yes. Thanks, son. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. That was incredible. So, yeah, do check out that link. I'm going to put the link on my page. I'm doing it as we speak. Check this out. Hang on. Check this out. Little hearty thing. And post it. All right. Make sure I do it so I don't forget. Because I said I was doing it. And I was doing it. You just heard me, right? Okay. All right, you guys. Next caller is area code 503. 503, you're on the air. I'm still laughing. I'm sorry. Why? What happened? I can't post a link. Come on. You're the freaking girl of the, you know, subtle touch. (laughs) How's that? One would think so, right? (laughs) And, And then you start the political program, and oh, my. You know, so much for subtle. <laughs> you know, and poets, I, poets, I, poets love politics. They we do, and them. they should. <laughs> I agree. I mean, but, that's that's that is our history. That is our background. That's where our roots are. Poetry was born of bards, of writing. I, the writing of history is how poetry was born. Uh huh. I agree. And, and nobody agree. said fact, writing. The writing of history that I believe in—that's poetry. No, the writing of our history you know, is where poetry was born. 
Well, poetry shows some light on darker places of our history. Mm-hmm. My my opinion. I and, agree. And, and, and with that, <laughs> I have a very short poem. <laughs> okay. You started this. You said it was going to be political. By the way, you should have played the other girl who sang, um, you know, um, this land is your land, this land is my land. I didn't heard that yet. Really? I intentionally did not watch the inauguration. There's only three people, and the only one that doesn't do a very good job is Garth Brooks. So oh, <laughs> the other two are the other two are the girls. <laughs> I, I forget her name. Have, anyway. I stopped like liking or listening to Garth Brooks when he, in the '90s, came out in public and said his affair was the best thing that happened to his marriage. Oof. I. I, I lost didn't. all respect I, for him. Because, he said because lost, my wife started taking care of herself. That was the reason. Mm, and I thought, you son of a bitch. Reason. Yeah. Goodbye. Damn right. Poof. Yep. Uh, yep. No, I lost him when he uh, started suing uh, his record stores for selling his albums and used. Yeah, he actually did that. And he won. Well, it was a copyright violation. You understand copyright, but still and all, it's kind of harsh. <laughs> You're already a millionaire. Come on. How much more do you want? Wow. I didn't know about that. Yeah, well, I didn't know about the other. So we educate ourselves when we come online with you. I know, right? Hey. The sharing of opinions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't that what the new world is all about? And you know me, and you know where I come from. But I do. when the show started up, I had made so many notes and um, about what I was listening to for four hours on the whole inauguration thing. And it's mm-hmm. not just what I heard or, you know, uh, but and what I saw, uh, but um, what I felt about some of these things. And I'd really like to read this little short poem for you. Um, I'm not sure it's a good poem because really I started writing it. Well, I took it from my notes from yesterday and kind of put it together tonight after you started because you led off with Lady Gaga. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's that girl that was in, you know, American Horror Story is the lead vampire. And so I'm kind of excited about tonight. <laughs> Good. You get it? <laughs> All right. Let me read this. Anything poem. that gets you excited is good, right? Well, at 61, absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, right on the sensor. <laughs> Look at a five Come alive here for you. <laughs> Let me read you this poem. I call it First Lady. Okay? Okay. All right. What about Ivana? Looking so despondent. 
she works so hard with a hand of bad cards. And what did she say late at night or what not to a man like that? She left in black, arrived in color with grace intact. End of poem. Wow. What an observation that is. Right. Yeah. If you ask me, um, the democracy needs a good infusing of women, and this girl had to play the worst role. But she was our first lady, and I want to honor her. I hope nobody finds that inappropriate. No, at all. I have the greatest empathy for that woman in the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how it went. And uh, now it's gone. I just wanted to give a shout out. I mean, if you see her walk across that lawn to that helicopter, and then when you see her get off the plane in Florida, and, you know, it's like... Finally, I'm back in my element. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> oh, absolutely beautiful. I loved it. I loved it, John. Yeah, well, I will tell you one thing. I have never heard a bad word come out of Ivana's mouth. And as far as I'm concerned, she was the best thing in the last four years. I love that. I love that your focus was on that. Well, not initially, but, you know, it just at the end, it was like, wow, cool. You go there. Mike Pence goes over here and congratulates Kamala. And, you know, it's like, finally, we have healing. Oh. You know, mm-hmm. Ivana is back in the tropical, you know, paradise, and you know, uh, uh, and Mike Pence is, you know, stand-up Republican. And you do know I'm a pretty liberal Democrat, right? But see, I, and I do, and I listen to every well, word you say. And you don't know which one I am. I mean, actually, I'm nothing. I I am the fly on the wall. I am. No party. I don't even believe in the party system. Well, so, you know, fine. the whole party thing doesn't matter to me who's, you know, I listen to what comes out of someone's mouth, period. You know, that's um, what I judge that, it on. I, I do it too. But, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's it's like playing a game of checkers. You know, you, you can buy in or you can just watch and that's fine. You know, that's fine. Well, it's like, you know, playing D&D. You can either be, you know, chaotic good or you can be, you know, neutral evil or, you know, you you, you do have to pick something, right? <laughs> right, you do, but I do. I do as long as I have plus one to attack, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just tend to think of these things more in like chess moves and checker mm-hmm. moves. 
D and D. Okay, you roll the dice. I don't know. I me don't. Out, okay. I, yeah, okay, because the idea don't, of don't rolling the me. dice means that you're bringing God into the equation. <laughs> so if you really but if you've seen the dice, in, they're awesome. A twenty-sided <laughs> dice. Come on. <laughs> I have watched my son play D&D with three different types of dice with multiple sides to them. And I'm like, okay, you're playing with God. (laughs) (laughs) And now what's going to happen As long as you have snacks to bribe the DM, life is good. Mm. So what do you think God's favorite snack is? There's There's a prompt for you. What does God like to snack on? <laughs> wow. You know, I I'm know, so twisted. Right? That's probably the last thing in the world you'd want me to do. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> because you didn't, you didn't I would specify the God of it. what. <laughs> you can only, no, it's not the God of what. It's the, just the God. Now, I don't care what you attach it to. Just tell me, what do you what do you think he, he likes to snack on? And uh, by the way, you don't have to make it public. You can just you know message me or something. Ew, I'll do that. <laughs> I can already tell you what I think Bob likes to snack on. What? Oh, you want me to say it out loud? I don't know. Is it dirty? Hmm. No. You can say anything you want. Really? Mm-hmm. I think God likes to snack on guilt because I'm a Catholic. And I think, <laughs> you know, that God likes to snack on guilt. <laughs> Best answer ever. <laughs> <laughs> from a very good Catholic, Irish Catholic family, and I have heard her mother yelling in the background, there's nothing in the world more more compelling to instill fear than guilt being thrown at you from from an Irish Catholic mother. I mean, she terrified okay. me. It was the most, just the most beautiful, loving thing I've ever heard in my life. And, and you know, I'm not Catholic, but... You know, I have so much respect for her mom, <laughs> and I'm terrified you not have, to. <laughs> you have to imagine that as if, you know, Larry is throwing a cream pie at Mo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Exactly. That's exactly what it was like. That's really what God does, in my okay. opinion. He just, you know, so it's funny. like here's a cream pie, now, you know, wipe it off. Yeah, and of course that takes another ceremony in Catholicism. (laughs) Wipe it off. All right. Um, No, nothing so bad. Oh, there is one thing more bad than any of this that we're talking about. God decided to play a practical joke on all men. He made them grow hair underneath their nose. That's bad. Have you ever had a coat? Did you ever have to blow your nose? Not with whiskers. 
No, of course not. You're a girl. Come on. <laughs> Talking about boys. You know? Put the nose upside down and made them grow hair underneath it. And, oh, man. Grossest thing that ever happened to men. Oh, <laughs> John, tell her when I can find you, love. You can't find me. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm uh, stuck in my apartment again in southwest Portland. You can, you know, hit me on Facebook, I guess. But really, I miss all of you. Peace be with you. And I love you, John, so much. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye, honey. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers. We have 210-863-807, and that's going to be followed by 757 and then 815. And that will probably close out our evening. Um, I'm going to try to keep my comments to the minimum. You guys reel me in if I start talking, saying Nyla Palms or something, because I get excited to talk to you, and, and I want to make sure I get you all on. So we have one, two, three, four, five people, and we have 35 minutes left, so that's going to be, yeah. All right, two one zero. You are on the air. Hi, good evening, Nyla. This is Kimbrella Renee. How are you? Hey, sweetheart. It's really good to hear from you. I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. I haven't been over here in so long. You know, I was talking to Mama O, and she reminded me to stop by, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't. It's been about probably two years since I've been here. So I love what I heard. I love the way you opened the show. I love all the the ideas that you uh, talked about to be able to kind of stretch your pen and become more diverse. And, you know, my goal is to get my book and CD out. So I definitely am interested in um, your comments on, like, book covers and, you know, how to go about that kind of thing. You know, my best advice on that, and I'll do this really quickly, is everyone says you don't judge a book by its cover, and that is an absolute 100% lie. Mm-hmm. We absolutely, absolutely 100% ugly books are the ones that say that. A beautiful book yeah. never has made that, you know. Ugly books are the ones that say you don't judge a book by its cover. We absolutely do. And your cover is absolutely the most important thing about your book because 99% of your your problem in selling a book is to get someone to pick it up and look at it. So your That's cover cool. design, your title, all of that is the most important thing you can do to market your book. So th- think about those things, guys. Definitely will. Thank you. It's great advice. Great advice. Um, yes, I'll, I'll go in um, to our poem because I know you got quite a bit of people on. So whenever you're, it's untitled, so whenever you're ready. Please, go ahead. All right. Today, I've decided to leave the noise of this world behind. No outside disturbance will curb this discernment as inside his heart I am recovering, replenishing, centering, restoring. From the storms that are roaring with attempts to crash darkness against my lighthouse, I can hear the ruckus raging on the other end of my ringing phone. I hear the rushed knocks at my door. I feel the taunts of insecurity taking its tour. I feel the parties search for my energy's rapport. But today, 
they will have to seek him to find me, for I will not be the outlined chalk of the crime scenes that we often become when the volume of our voice vote for vices that vow to vanquish the value of vibrating in divine dialogue, where the exchange of minds break down the sum of mine to find where I'm missing the sum of his, so his verses can guide these violent tides into steady waves. I will not be a slave to the manipulation of cellular waves, cyber plagues, camera filters, and cerebral graves when a new day was the one thing many were praying or making plans for just the night before. See, there's praying outside of his door, but inside his heart, there's protection, affection, correction, direction. And sometimes it requires silence and solitude to exfoliate the dead weight from my life so I can light the path of each day from a place that penetrates darkness. And when I am being traced, it will become a quest outside of the flesh to get back to the base where I've wept, found rest, been kept, yet never less been funded in the eye of the test while gaining interest to wear him on my tablets, allowing him to use what's beneath my chest as his palate, and I refuse not to confess it all. See, today, no outside disturbance can make me turn this discernment off because inside his heart, my light is on. My house is lit. And he is gifting me in funds of a wealthy mental as a prerequisite to blessing me with more than I can ever ask for. And I refuse to take a long walk backwards with shackles and backlashes that fell out of the disgrace of the fruit bared through the sacrifices of the vine. So to the invitation on becoming this world's wasteful entertainment, I respectfully decline in peace. Wow, that was absolutely powerful. You cannot be gone that long anymore. <laughs> You're depriving us of this experience. What's wrong with you, girl? <laughs> I feel so oh, cheated now. <laughs> thank you. You are so sweet. Thank you so much. Absolutely my pleasure, honey. Really seriously, though, I mean, you, you have incredible talent, your words are very powerful. They're very engaging. They are very inviting. I mean, it you, the way that you write makes us listen without feeling us, making us feel like we have to listen. You know, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but, you know, there's all the, you know, how many of us sat there and listened to something? It's like, okay, I'm hearing this, but it doesn't, you're not engaged with it, and therefore your brain is skipping over it, buying the time. Yeah. You know, we we've all heard lectures like that in schools and things like that. But you know, your your writing is very accessible. It is very engaging. It is very approachable by the listener, and that's a very powerful thing. So, very well done. I miss hearing you, and um, yeah, you need to come back more often if you can. I definitely will. Thank you so much for having me, and um, amazing to all the other people that came on. I love hearing all the different art from different levels and, and, and view, point of view. So I will go, and I want to continue to listen to everybody else. Thank you so much for your platform. Well, before you take off, sweetheart, make sure everybody knows oh, how sure. they can come find you. Okay, great. Yeah, um, Kimbrella Renee, so it's K-I-M-B-R-E-L-L-A-R-E-N-E-A. You can find me on Facebook and then my poet page on Facebook and then on SoundCloud as well on the same thing. 
Perfect. All right, hon. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again soon, hon. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, next caller, 863. 863, you're on the air. Um, hello, N- N- um, Nyla. Mm-hmm. Hey, honey, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Okay. And um, the poem I got for Gary um, tonight is called The Aura of Truth. Okay. Poetry is a communication of truth, a necessity of understanding, something you can believe in. A comfort to your well-being, to know and to feel. Evils will be spread to the open mind. The love of others shall be in kind. The end. Wow, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That was very well received. Okay, you're welcome. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And And then then, your poem? Okay, my poem is, is two years. Okay, today marked your two years. The day you left me, and and now in God's arms, I know you won't be coming home to me in flesh and bones. I know you're in a better place in heaven. It won't stop me from loving you and being in love with you. It won't stop me from missing you and thinking of you every day that goes by. It won't stop us from being husband and wife team and the modern-day Brownings team. You brought love, joy, happiness and music into my life. We are so right for each other, and I never wanted to see this end. Still, I carry you in my heart everywhere I go. When God called me to go home to heaven, you and I will walk together to heaven's gate. Until that time comes, I'm doing all I can do to honor you and our love for each other forever and more. And, oh, I love you, my teddy bear darling, forever and more. The end. Noreen, that was beautiful. And I saw the pictures of where, where you, uh, or the post where you, you know, sent balloons up and stuff like that. And that was yes. so awesome. And that was well, such a beautiful you. tribute. Guess what I have in my hands right now? I'm just going to say this real quickly, but guess what I have in my hands right now? Um, uh... You're not going to guess. I have a, a, a pa- I'm holding a package in my hand a addressed to you. Nope, I have a package in my hand that is addressed to you that I'm going to be putting in the mail, so I want you to watch for it. Okay. Wow. Thank you. It's a surprise for you. I have all these things that I've been have for people. I owe Robbie uh-huh. a package for sure. Um, yes. You know, but <laughs> so I've got all this stuff that and it's like I got to get this stuff done. So I'm doing it once. One thing at a time because I can't do a hundred or it buries me. But right. I just wanted to let you know you need to watch for that. I have something special I'm gonna send to you, okay? Okay. Oh, thank thank you very much, Nyla. You're welcome. Wow. Honey. Tell wow. everyone how they can find you. Okay. Um, you can find Gary and I our books on Amazon.com, The Aura of Truth, Reflections of Our Inner Beings, and Two Hearts in One. And you can all, and you can also find our our official website, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot dot com front slash poetry, and you can find um Gary on um, um Facebook dot com Reverb Nation dot com and um poetrypoem dot com 
and you all, and he's also Googleable in Googleable. <laughs> and you can you can find me on Facebook.com, ReverbNation.com, and PoetryPoem.com. And you can all you can um oh you can find Gary um his memorial site I created for him um Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash Gary with two R's in it. Perfect. Okay, and you can also um find us as Gary and Noreen um code dash by dot com, and you can also find us on the Poetry Club on Facebook. And every Saturday night, I have the, um, a Facebook Live, 4.30 in the afternoon. Perfect. I'm so proud of you. You're doing such a great job with that. Well, thank you thank for being you. here tonight, Noreen. Thank you for sharing Gary with us. You know, He's always here with us in our hearts as well. So we love you both so much, and you are amazing, hon. Well, thank you. And it's awesome You're to welcome. be on here. And it is my pleasure to share Gary here with you, with you all. And I, I love his poetry, and, and I want to honor him. And I have I have so much fun doing this and sharing him. Well, we're just glad to have you as part of our family. Wow. Thank you. And I'm Thank glad you, Miss Noreen. And I'm proud to be a part of the family, too. Thank you. <laughs> You're okay. welcome. We'll talk to you next week, babe. Yes, I'll be here next week. All right. Thank okay. you, Noreen. Okay, you're welcome. Good night, hon. Okay, good night. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you're on the air. Hello, Nylate. How are you? Hello, Mr. Robbie Baby. <laughs> Hello. I just I just wanted to make sure that when you send your package that you you, po- you poke enough holes that you have air to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was wanting to say that for the longest time. I, I was just trying to remember uh, very quickly. Like I think that I'm the one who got Noreen saying Googleable and Googleable and all that. Because I, I, no, I remember that was a me. show long a while ago. Like, well, that was you. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I remember we were. It was a general conversation. We were talking about googling ourselves, and I thought, yeah, I thought I remember saying something in chat about, you know, get her to say Google. <laughs> You know, but anyway. Mm, I don't know who did uh, it, honestly. Yeah, I, th- I think I remembered saying that in chat at one point. But anyways, uh, I have a, a poem here that I just wrote. Uh, and it's a, kind of a, I don't know what you would call it, a response, or kind of a commiserating poem with uh, 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 the woman. that You'll have to drop me off what her name was, uh, uh, who was talking about the lupus haze. Because, A, I know someone who has lupus, who has had to deal with that. And B, I have my own form of, I don't know what the uh, medical name would be, but uh, I have my own kind of hazes that sometimes get very severe because, uh, as some may or may not know, but I have epilepsy since my 20s. And, uh, I didn't times know that. Like How this, can I have known you for 14, actually almost 16 years and not know that about you? Because they, I have a most... <laughs> I have mostly under control, and so it doesn't really affect me. I just, thankfully, my meds keep it under control. But mm-hmm. I have secondary effects that kick in that I have to rein in with strict practices sometimes, like keeping stricter with my meds and that, um, and especially during times like this when it's chronic stress, it can be really trying on those secondary effects. And the thing is, is uh, like a, 
one time I was on the bus, and it was those fluorescent lights that they should ban. It was dark blue fluorescents. And all of a sudden, I felt nauseous, and I almost went to my old house, my old apartment, my dad's apartment. And, like, that's not, it's no small potatoes. Like, uh, there's another time where I was on the bike, and all of a sudden, I faded out, and I meant to go to the store, and I went to the university instead. And the university was, like, 10 minutes in the opposite direction. So we're not talking about small little blips here, you know? (laughs) And um, so I know something of some form of of what it feels like. And when it Mm -hmm. gets really severe like that, it can be be pretty scary. (laughs) Um, Anyways... uh, so I'll read this fog of memory, and I'll just mention, I'll just tell you more about my epilepsy in an email, because okay. now I feel bad that I ever mentioned it. Okay, so this is for her. Uh, I just wrote this, and I do have another poem about that that I can read for her later on in another show. Fog of memory. I wish I could experience apotheosis with my memory at times, but alas, I cannot. In those times, my memory fades away from me. It causes a certain existential but real terror and dread. When the most basic facts slip away, the usual neural maps scrambled beyond cognition or recognition as an interminable mental fog holds its sway. The effect of it is real and surreal all in one turn, as one cannot remember why they chose a destination the cognitive process of that having slipped away. I find that I can waylay it, dissuade it from my mind, from my, sorry, dissuade my mind from taking its own vacation for whatever reason, whether it be psychological or physiological. But, irony of ironies, it can tire a mind to keep itself on track, and it brings those very symptoms to the fore. I always hope that in times of strife, that I can escape that, but I feel it looming at the edge of memory, the loss of memory, as a combination of physiological and psychological pressures. They threaten to take my very memory away. And uh, so that is Fog of Memory, and it uh, addressed one or two, like, when I mentioned that bike trip that went awry, that was one thing I had in mind when uh, I was reading that, uh, in the one part of the poem about uh, the most basic facts slip away. Like, I, I had to actually phone the ambulance and uh, wait in the ambulance for five minutes till I, uh, till I got all my memory and cognition back because if I just kept biking, I wouldn't have known where to go. I, you, it's, it's weird. You literally lose. It's not like you remember. It's not like you forget, oh, I was, was I supposed to go to the grocery store or was I supposed to go... You actually lose the entire context of what a grocery store I is. I understand exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. It's hard to describe to people, but, yeah, when you, when you lose the actual context of, of the physicality of the things in your, in your head, that's, that's <laughs> not fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Robbie. <laughs> you, you know yeah. the drill, my love. Yeah, uh, I can be found, the drill, I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. (laughs) That's going to be a thing for me now. Uh, Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on uh, Facebook, where I can be found upgrading people's cars. (laughs) Ha ha, it's an inside joke. (laughs) Inside joke with somebody. 
Uh, yeah, so you can find me there, Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, and I'll be working on where else I'm going to end up being online. Uh, I'm also linked there on Facebook to SoundCloud and a couple other sites. Awesome. All right, Robbie, great job tonight, honey. Appreciate you so much. Thanks. And I, I dropped the D&D video on your Facebook. You'll, I, you trust me, you'll love it. You'll find it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the ending. Oh, my God. <laughs> I always play a neutral, neutral blade singer, just so you know. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, I'm actually going to write that down when I get off the call. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. I'll talk okay. to you later, honey. Bye. Okay, bye. Our next caller comes from area code 757. 757, you're on the air. Hey, Nala. It's Tamiko Barnett. Hey, Tamiko. How are you, my love? I'm doing well. How about you? I am doing very well. I am so, so enjoying tonight. I cannot even tell you. Oh, me too. Me too. Um, I have something. (laughs) Yay! And I'm like, yes, what I said too, because I wrote it tonight. I used one of your prompts, Spirit Rebellious. And so I have some other stuff that I wrote previous to tonight, but I, I want to do this one, Spirit Rebellious. So, okay. In this body, walking and weaving, speaking and mending, seeing and believing. Once wild and free, now feeling trapped inside of time. Spirit rebellious when it tries to send a sign to a heart and mind that is not properly aligned in peace. That is awesome. And that was just a prompt I gave at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. You are like the coolest person on the planet right now. Ah no, it ain't me. <laughs> it is you. You 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 brought me back my prompt. I am just I am just I'm giddy. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you like it. I, it I did. In, I did very it, much. It popped in my mind, so I was just like, okay, I see. My favorite prompt I think that I gave out tonight was old men sitting on benches. For some reason, that one really, that one, that one really gets me. For some reason, I'm probably gonna end up writing to that one. Old man sitting on benches, just so many directions that can go. But you know. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it's the grandpa you never met, or he, that's where he lives. Um. <laughs> Or you leave your baggage behind sitting on, like old men sitting on benches. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to try to do another one that I did right uh, previous, but uh, it, it's 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 short, so I'll go ahead and do it real quick if I can. So, mm-hmm. um, It's called This Feeling. This feeling has moved something, shifted perceptions, 
unchanged imagery, amplified voices, seeking cycles, bringing oneself out of the now into the past, into the future, this feeling, what feeling, any feeling, in peace. Loved it. Oh, thank you. And when did you write that one? That was that is not a new one, is it? Is it a new one? Yeah, just the other day. Okay, so, but it's not a tonight one. Uh-uh. Well, fantastic job, sweetheart. I want to make sure you have time to tell everyone how to find you. So please, if you would. Okay. Um. Tamiko, T-A-M-E-K-O, Barnett, with an E on the end, B-A-R-N-E-T-T-E. I'm on this website called timbook2.com, T-I-M-B-O-O-K-T-U.com. And you can just look me up under the author's index. Um, Also, poetrysoup.com forward slash me. Forward slash T A M E K O one three, and there you go. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you being here tonight, and we will talk shop. Yeah, it's been yeah. Three, three hours. I've been talking nonstop. Talk to you next week. Yes, you will. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you, honey. All right. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code eight one five. 815, you're on the air. 815, are you with I'm me? I'm sorry, Nala. Hey, it's Gina Storm. I was letting a friend Gina, know my love. I, I missed you last week, and I'm back. I, you know, was wondering what was going on, but I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm glad my you're brain, here now. I'm out of my brain. Oh. It almost five days. And then oh, I started feeling better last night. And I thought, oh, God, yes, thank you. It's one of those things to where my, the pain was exceeding my medication. So I contacted my neurologist to see if there's something we could do. And my brother was like, I've been getting injections. And I was like, yeah, me and needles. That would be a hard no. So <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do is find something else out that we can do organically. And usually I just talk to my mother, Daisy. And she gives me something that I can cleanse, juice, or detox with. So I do that instead. Take a supplement, but yeah. I wonder no if Mama more. realizes how many lives she actually touches. If she understood how the threads of her love are so oh, inter- interwoven into the community here. Yeah. And how many Absolutely. people. I wonder, I wonder if she understands how intricately I, I she, does. she is in this tapestry. Uh-huh. She has literally she been keeping me on the on the good side of healthy. Um, mm-hmm. My my mother defers to her as well. Um, people in my family even say that they, when 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 they're referencing her, what they say is, "Tina's poetry mom." Uh-huh. I'm like, right. So everybody knows who they're talking about because my mom's have moms. So yeah, my poetry mom. And I was like, yeah, as long as y'all know. But yet she it's it's been life giving. So I, I can't thank her enough for all the things she does in my life. 
I had a really bad day, and I, I want to do one and be done. But I have okay, a, honey. I, I have that very long piece that I like to dedicate to my cousin um, as she says goodbye to her son. I woke this morning with the feeling of dread. For several days, I had a migraine, and it felt like there was a vice squeezing my head. I didn't have time to process grief or anything else that could be betraying or hurting other people who were related to me by DNA. But what I did come to know was this. My mother had been feeling what she calls unnecessary. And my daughter said that there was something extra going on in the background. And if you connect the dots between the two of them and the only thing in between is me, it makes it possible for my daughter and my mother to have visions that they both see. The difference between them and me is this. I normally see life and they see death. So they both had a dream. And my cousin's baby in the NICU quality of life would never be the same. So the doctors made a decision that they were going to move him to hospice. And although he's only 15 months old, he's going to leave us. So I pray immediately. Not for the loss, but for the life that we have been briefly blessed with. It was one of those things that brought us back together and we all needed to cope with. It was conversations that had not been had and apologies that were never heard. In October of 2020, I lost my father, and I thought the concept that was absurd. But as my cousin pairs with the father of her son, slay their oldest to rest, all I can say is, Peace be with you. I'm Gina Storm, and I'm your cousin and family. God bless. Thank you. That was powerful, honey. That was beautiful. I did everything I could to not cry. All I could think was I had to say something. I wanted something to be archived, something to be remembered, something to be recorded. But I said in regards to the loss, absolutely. And I just have to do that to keep myself just losing it with grief. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Absolutely, people. And I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for trusting us enough to share that with us. We're family. One love, one mic. Go on to the next report, please. All right, Gina. We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Amen. Thank you. I love you, sis. Love you too, honey. All right, Miss Gina Storm. Next caller. We have two callers left for the evening. We have area code 202. 202, you're with us. Hello, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, it is so good to hear from you, sweetheart. What do you got for tonight, baby? Um, I just want to say, um, Janet Storm, if you're listening, 
it's gonna be okay. You you always get through these hard times, and you'll get through them again this time. Um, I have a piece called "The Song of the Sleepy." It's short, so I might be able to get to it. And I don't know, but it's called "The Song of the Sleepy." You ready? I am. Okay. Hulu, Netflix, YouTube, Prime. Lord, why is it I can't call 877-CASH-NOW? How many hours have I been awake anyway? I need to sleep in fast now, but thoughts be touching me, then it's my TikTok eternal loop. You know, I only came here for a couple. That turned into an hour, then it doubled. I should be asleep, but my eyes are attracted to this pretty light flashing 12, 1, 2 a.m. Every night it happens, 3, then 4 a.m., then Spotify, Kenny G, Songbird, then back to TV. My eyes flutter until I'm barely able to say a word. Finally, my eyes are heavy. Ah, yes, dear sleep. I'm truly ready to start until I hear, Oh, 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 Riley's. I'll never get any sleep in pieces. <laughs> I know nights like that intimately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I look up and it's one o'clock. I look up again and it's seven thirty because it's how the how the sky get light? What the hell? I'm not even in bed yet. <laughs> All right, darling, King's cadence. Do you have a second one, real quick? Uh yes. This call I'm wrapped in my words. Uh, and it goes like this. She laid in comfort and safety of my phonic placement words that form fingertips, gently brushing her lips round and round until almost dizzy she floats to the sheets on a perfect pillow of baritone. She is enchanted by me short short stories. I twirl your imagination and you feel the waves of every page and grip my arms to remain sturdy. As you dare not float away, tales of love that's been passed down from your heart to my mouth. Your desire to hear it comes out and my will to wrap you in it without a doubt. See, she's wrapped in my cadence and wordplay and I command phrases and make music that causes dances of her pages. My hands around the waist, swaying, whispering words with effective placement. And she never needs to chase it. I'm aware of what she loves, and it'll always be served. We lay to recreate because, in essence, she's wrapped in my words. And peace. I am so glad that you shared both of those. Thank you. Fantastic job. 
I appreciate the platform, and should you be looking for me to read more of my stuff, you can find me at Randy Sinclair Rogers. No D in the Rogers, please. It's R O G E R S. Um, my poetry name is King's Cadence. You know, you can Google me. I'm very much a Google. Um, I don't know. I ain't going to try to say that word. <laughs> you can Google <laughs> me and, and you can find me. Um, and that's that's about it. Um, be safe, Jana. Everything is good. And I am gone like yesterday. Well, appreciate you. Thank you for making time to be here. We miss you when you're not. Mr. King's Cadence, and we will talk to you next week, right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Good night. You have a really good night, okay? Good night. Bye, hon. All right, we have 832 followed by 501. 832, you're on the air. Hi, Naila. Uma here. How are you? I'm doing awesome, Uma. What do you have to share with us tonight? I have a couple of poems I did. For Friday on Saturday, and the Saturday poem, and the Sunday poem. Okay, go ahead. Okay, this is Friday one on Saturday. Fresh flowers. Ever wonder what flowers, why flowers are so fresh, so you can be too. Ever imagine what makes nature so spontaneous, so you can be spontaneous in sharing. Feel fresh each day, every minute. They roll past. Maybe today you will tell someone what you share. And the comment I wrote is, I do not think I can write with prompts. I write however. And I can go to the next if we have time or just this. Please go ahead. One more. Yep. Okay. Thank you. This is the rhythm of life. Darkness preludes. Dawn, fear not. When problems surround you, don't be afraid. Every night breaks in dawn, never fear. Each problem has a solution that's your key. When you solve it, remember to say thanks with a smile. He does care whoever puts trust knowing him. There is a rhyme creating a rhythm of Revolutions. You can think of revolutions in two ways here, as uh, how Earth goes revolves around itself and also around the sun, or revolutions in the sense of revolutions. I'm just explaining I... that you were. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just explaining an rhythm of life for hope writer life. This is what hashtagged. And one last poem if we have uh, time for about a few lines. Okay. Yours are usually just a couple lines. We have one caller after you. Um, so go ahead with one more. Yeah. This is not too long. Celebrate success. That was the theme of the day. Did you succeed? Did you have planned today? I'm sure you did. Every reason to celebrate it. Succeed now. We need to take what we achieve to tell others. Celebrate, you should. Share happiness. 
great joy. End poem. Perfect. All right, Uma, do me a favor, my sweetheart, and tell everyone how they can come find you. Well, these ones are on moments of uh, my moments, my thoughts dot blogspot dot com. There are two of them, one with caps and another with no caps, and both are mine. And uh, one of them may be poetry, another one may be just um, no. I must have written some reviews or some thoughts, and you find them on poetry dot com or what. Whatever other ones, and Miss Nailamisha knows more than what I know. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Love you so much, and we will talk to you next week, okay? Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. You all have a great day. Thank you, Uma. You too, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, our last caller for the evening comes from area code 501. 501, you're on the air. Or not. Hang on. Come on. Board, don't fail me now. 501, are you with me? Hello? Hello. Hey, Nyla, how you doing? <laughs> doing great. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I came to see you on the Thursday. Well, I am glad you're here. Please introduce yourself to everybody. Uh, this is uh, Jay. Uh I'm going to go in. I'm going to do a quick piece because, Nyla, you have to do an outstanding job, but we can't. I mean, you got to go home, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> None right, of y'all think right. you bring me cookies during the show. What's wrong with this picture? <laughs> I got cookies, but they're in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many of my dates started out that way? Hey, you know what? They probably were great guys. <laughs> what do you have for us, son? Um, I have a piece about a flower. Okay. A lone silver flower wrapped in thin gold petals reaches towards the warmth of the sun. She's encased in greens laced with love powder upon her face. Her stature is feminine. Her color is deeper than vermilion, and she is perfectly Rubens. It is said, but she is one of a million. But to me, she is one in one zillion. I will protect her from the scissors of villains, the blazing sun of opinions. She is perfect for me. A beautiful vision. Hummingbirds and bees pay their respect. And as a reward, she attaches messages of love around her neck. This is a busy time of year for the field of flowers. They drive a global workforce with hormonal force. She is a fierce provider, and her harvests are both delectable and bountiful. She sways in the wind with her beauty, with her perfume wafting on the current. Rain nor dirt sully her attire. She is as fine as a flame of fire. Her intangibles are edible. With her outstretched leaves, she feeds her body cosmic rays of nourishment, making her grandeur pure and a weapon of choice is her allure. She is, she is a flower in peace. Wow. That was so tender and so beautiful, sweetheart. You did a fantastic job on that. I don't know any 
woman alive that would not want to be the target of that poem. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I appreciate you very much, and, and you had an outstanding uh, show tonight, ma'am. Well, I appreciate you hanging on as long as you. I mean, you've been on hold for a little bit. It's just, you know, it's funny too. Is the whole board is still lit up with people. There's some people on here who <laughs> called in at the very beginning. It's, I can't believe some of you just sit on the phone and listen to us for three hours. It's so awesome. Yes, you know, even I mean, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's it's the host though. The, the host controls the energy, and how everybody come in, everybody feed off that. And if you send everybody out just right, then they just have to do their porch. <laughs> It's fun. It's fun for sure. It's a really great community. I'm so glad you were here tonight, and I really would like to hear more from you. Just saying. Yes, ma'am. You take care now. You too. Hey, before you go, tell everyone how to find you. I ain't even trying to be found, to be honest with you. <laughs> you can't find me. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much, and and thank you seriously. Absolutely perfect way to end our program tonight, sharing this time with you, hearing those beautiful words. Yes, ma'am. You take care. You too, hon. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Appreciate you all being here, both listeners and readers alike. I'm going to run through real quick the prompts that I gave you at the beginning of the show. Remember that these can either be uh, the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. So number your paper one through eight. If you didn't get these at the beginning of the show, if you don't catch these, you can always come back as soon as the show's over and listen to the archives and write them down then. All right? Number one, spirit rebellious. Number two, old men sitting on benches. Number three, when we hunt. Number four, final flashback. Number five, extinct breed. Number six, we greet each other in silence. Number seven, the legend of our days. And number eight, barefoot beggars no more than I. All right, those were your prompts for the week. We will talk to you guys next week. Have fun. Remember to live outside your label. You're more than just a poet. You're a creative being. Go out there and live life. You have to experience things in order to have things to write about. All right? Love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. I'm going to play close the show real quick with a track by the Hydropod, Hydropods um, entitled Strong Women. And... Uh, you know, we've just we've had our share of them this last week with everything that's going on, and I just thought it was very appropriate to listen to the appreciative voice of strong women, or a voice that appreciates strong women. That's what I was trying to say. All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. My sister is strong of heart and strong of mind. She stands like my mother once stood, proud and on the world. The same world I stand upon, not as proud of myself as I am of them. I speak warmly of women who endure through tenacity and sensibility, creativity and desire, power and awareness, women who persevere and stand proud and on the world. And I avoid women who whine, and the ones who point fingers and complain, the ones who chide and blame others for their failures, sexuality, or worldview. 
I prefer strong women. Ones who leap barriers like real women. Not like men or gazelles or bats, but with all the grace and strength of true women. And I like intelligent women. Women who know how to hold their own, toe-to-toe against any man or anything that stands on this world. Women with original thought and insight, because that's how I was raised. I prefer strong women, not cat-fighting women, breast-pounding bodybuilders, or cookie-cutter fashion show runway whores, or women who use men as models. Women who know history, who know men are more than a rampaging army of cyclop cocks. Women who know children are more than leverage, who know the world on which they stand and draw power from it. Women who are leaders, women who can process and comprehend, women who are great thinkers. And women who don't like me saying that are probably not that. I like women who can look you in the eye. No pretense, no false flattery, no apologies, no thanks. I've been challenged by many, topped by a few, slapped in the face by some, and shot to hell by a couple in particular. But I still like strong women, no matter what you think. I don't happen to like weak, whiny women, just as I despise weak, whiny men. I can't pretend they're worth my time. If you're a weak woman, blame me now and get it over with. Keep crawling. But if you're a woman who possesses greatness, we have nothing to worry about. You wouldn't let someone like me get in your way anyway. And when I say something good about a woman, and when I say something bad about a woman, take a good look at the woman of which I speak and judge us fairly as you stand or kneel on this earth.